celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. Balls over defenders, there it is. and he should be over 10,000 yards. That's it. And congratulations to the great Fred Taylor. It is Thursday, September 5th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy who's living in his own personal cone of uncertainty, <laughs> J.P. Shadrick. 37 years and running, yes. Welcome in, J.P. Shadrick. That might have been one of Joe's best. <laughs> no, let's not give him too much credit. Good. No, that was good. That was that was deep. I thought it was poor. That's, and uh, apropos. That's Jeff Lagerman, Tony Basselli, Leon Searcy with us. Here we are on Jaguars Happy Hour on a Thursday, it's week one, real football coming up, finally. Goodness time. gracious. I mean, golly. I'm a, I did a bunch of you know interviews this week talking about the Chiefs game with a bunch of Kansas City uh, media, and each time I did it, I was like, at least we're talking real football now. <laughs> like, we're talking about a game that matters, looking forward to watching the Packers and the Bears tonight, a game that matters, and... All the nonsense of how much they practiced, didn't practice, how much they played, didn't play, all off the door. Now it's all about results. They'll win games now. W's, about, baby. Sir. W's. Yeah, it's about W's. Now, do you remember your first opening day? Yeah, Who before you we go to that, sir. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think you can take your name tag off. Oh, Jenna? <laughs> we all know who you are. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you know, I'm new to the building now. It's been a while. It's been 20 years, so you know they got to know who I am coming in the building. Sure. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> That's old boy. I couldn't help it. Sorry, sir. Hey, no problem. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Here's what's coming up on the show I think show you should have worn the whole show. Huh? Yeah. You should have worn the whole show. He left it on. Me. He knew better. He took care Chiefs Jaguars preview. <laughs> what is this Jaguars offense going to look like? The Chiefs have speed. The Jaguars defense knows that. We'll get the injury report. We'll go around the league as well. Lots to get to in this hour. The Doug Marone Show comes up at 5 o'clock. We'll hear from the head coach as well. The uh, Jags just lost a practice day. They were back at it today, though, after Hurricane Dorian came through. Uh, John D. Filippo, the offensive coordinator, spoke with the Jaguars media just a little bit ago, and there are questions of what this offense is going to look like and how do they score points. It seems like they're going to have to against the Chiefs. Our job as an offense is to go out and score at least one more point than the other team. And however we have to do that, we're prepared to do that, whether it be th throw it a bunch, whether it be run it a bunch, whether it be you know, ball control offense. I mean, we've talked about all those situations as a staff going into this game. So uh, we're going to be, at least we're, we're prepared for uh, pretty much, hopefully, whatever type of game it turns into on Sunday. All right, fellas, what does John Filippo have up his sleeve? Because yeah. he didn't say much there. Well, can, I, can I say something real quick? Yeah, he looks like a football coach, does he not? He's got the kind of the – Well, he is a football coach. No, I know, but he's got the, got the little bridge across the nose, kind of look cut-looking thing, and like he's been head-butting ball players out there on the practice field. Well, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Anyways, I like that. Okay. That That's is great. Deep. Wait, Thank you. What He said nothing. No. And you can't wait till you get into the game to decide what type of game plan you want to have. And my hope is that offensively we're going to dictate what we want. And I think that's a coordinated effort between, obviously, Doug Marone, Todd Wash, and John Filippo, and saying, listen, are we going to play – no, Wait a No, are we going to play ball control football? And, no. and, and you you think a new coordinator with what? new pieces are going to dictate anything to anybody? No, but my point is, Jeff, you can't go into the game saying – well, we'll see if we need to be ball control, if we need to throw it, if we need to run it. 
my whole point is like you should have a game plan like you're gonna throw it throw it like we're going in and we're, we're gonna play great defense field position football and we're gonna run the ball to try to keep homes on the sidelines well i i think our best offense may be our best defense to be quite honest with but we control the clock convert on third downs I run agree. the ball play action take our shots here and there keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline, you know, limiting him to plays, a big playability. I think that gives us the best possibility in the win football game. Well, I mean, and game. we're going to talk about this in pregame and all Sunday, but the key to this game for me is third down red zone. They were the best third down uh, offense. Mm-hmm. We were above average defensively on third down. We were like t- number eight. We were the worst third down. That's, or, that's well above average. Well, you know what I'm saying, but I mean, we weren't the best. They were the best. Offensively, we were 31st or something in third down conversion. We were awful. So we have to flip that. We need to, be, we need to get them off the field. We need to stay on the field. And then the exact same thing. They were number one uh, red zone offense. We got to force field goals, and we got to convert. I mean, that's where this game's going to come down to. We well, have to stay on the field and finish drives. We have to get them off the field and force field goals. Here, here's the funny thing. You, you, you come up with all these ways to win, and then there's always another way that you can win. I mean, for example, two, and we talked about this, I think, uh, last week. And, that, uh, and, Leon, you probably remember, the Jaguars go down to Houston for the opener in 17. Look, we weren't overly optimistic about the Jaguars' chances in that game. No, no, no. At all. At all. Uh, with J.J. Watt, Clowney. They were coming off the hurricane. Whitney. There's stuff happening. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, I sure. mean and, then, uh, and then all of a sudden it, it turned into a, taking the Texans out to the whooping shed. Yeah, but, Jeff – and did, but did we expect no, a no, game I, like that? I'm no. with you there. I agree with that. So you never know what's going to happen. But they went into that game with the game plan that they were going to run the ball, pound it, not ask Blake to do too much, and play great defense. That was their game plan going in. I'm only responding to what John DeFilippo said. I, don't, I understand why he's saying nothing. That's what coaches <laughs> do this time of year. I don't believe – that they don't have an idea of what type of game they no, want to try to he's, dictate. He's got a plan. That's my whole point. Yeah, you you don't just show up and say, well, we might ball control. We'll see what the game's doing. <laughs> Maybe we'll throw it. Maybe we'll run uh, it. What was <laughs> that movie? We'll flip a JP, coin. JP, the, the baseball movie where the guy's teaching them how to learn all the lines. Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You right. need to know your cliches. It, it, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, um, hey, me. Do whatever I can me. to help the ball club. Sounds, <laughs> sounds like football right there, right? <laughs> yeah, well, right. we'll do whatever we can as an offense. I mean, it's good. I think right. that was good. Right. At some point, best though, movies ever, at some way. point, though, down the line in the season, this offense is going to have some kind of identity, though, right? That they're, we're waiting they're, to see what it is. We don't, we don't know. know what it is, though, right? You, at, at what point will you start to figure, okay, these guys are really a running offense. Okay, these guys do certain things in the past game. You won't know that week one. You'll know that like week well, five or six. Well, right? we absolutely saw none of that this preseason. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. so we, we saw it, nothing. We saw nothing this preseason. So we don't really know what kind of offense is going to be. You know, um, well, we're going to run the ball. We're going to play action. We're going to take our shots down the field. You know, who's going to emerge as the go-to wide receiver? Is Leonard going to stay healthy? Is he going to pound the rock? Is the offensive line going to stay healthy? They can get after I mean, all those components play into this game and how we're going to be able to win on Sunday. So it's, we didn't see much this preseason because we, what, saw one quarter? Is, is, this, is yeah. this the most unknowns on one side of the ball that you guys remember in recent history with the Jaguars football team? Uh, outside of 1995, yes. Yeah. I mean, seriously, <laughs> on, far, on, really? on the yeah. offensive side of the ball, you think about some of the variables or unknowns on this offensive side of the ball, and it might be the most that it's ever seen. Because even 17, what Jeff's talking about, we thought they were going to be – we knew what they wanted to do. Sure. We knew they wanted to run the ball. We knew they wanted to play they, great defense. Look, good keep running back, and protect, all this stuff. And sure. protect Blake. 
But we didn't have any idea what to expect from the standpoint, could they do it? Because we saw none of it in the preseason, mm-hmm. even though they played a lot in the preseason because mm-hmm. they weren't very good. So that's where the shock was. It's not so much it's going to be a shock, whatever they do. We just don't know what they're no. going to do. It's just going to be like, okay, this is what we can expect now. Mm-hmm. Now we, we, we think we have ideas. Sure. Of what they what are they? speculate all day. I mean, for one, I was trying to figure that out today. <laughs> they want to run the ball with Leonard Fournette. Sure, I mean that that they they made that very clear. Even they're going to throw to Leonard Fournette. The day more. that they signed Nick Foles, they were talking about they still want to run the football. And uh, from watching them in practice and training camp, how many times do we see wide receivers on vertical routes, uh, deep balls, a ton in practice? Mm-hmm. Now we didn't see it in games a lot. We've seen the routes, but we never seen the ball mm-hmm. go to a deep guy. Uh, a couple times, I think Minshew threw it, but I mean Nick Foles had one opportunity and he didn't choose to throw it. I mean, so I, I think there's going to be a vertical element to it. But here, here's the thing: we're using all the terms "think." Or maybe, or maybe they might do this. I mean, that, we don't know, and that's that's the intriguing thing about this game. Defensively, well, these two teams played last year, of course, and the Jaguars' defense had one of the better days against the Chiefs' offense of the whole league last year. Todd Wash, defensive coordinator today, said, well, that's a little different year. We, we, we played hard. Um, I, th- I thought we executed. But uh, as you talk to our unit, you know, we met again this morning, and um, it wasn't good enough. Um, if we don't win the football game, then it's not good enough. And that's the mentality in the room. So um, last year was last year. Um, you know, they got some different players, obviously some new additions. You know, obviously we got some new players and some guys playing in different spots than they did a year ago. So it's going to be a heck of a challenge for us defensively. Well, we're getting to the uh, cliche season. It, it well, is here, fellas. Well, but that, but it, uh, how much do you look back to last year's performance? Well, f- wait a minute. Was he just saying that they played well against Kansas City? They allowed 23 points off. Uh, uh, okay, I, I can get that. By the way, that on a team that averaged 35. Okay, game, uh, I would say yes, they played I, pretty I, well. I get that, and they were the only team that did not allow Patrick Holmes a, a touchdown pass. But two at, picks, at the two picks, and had a 65 passer rating for the league's MVP. I thought they played well. I thought they played solid, but at the beginning of the game, they didn't start out well. I mean, I finished well. Jeff, it was it was it was 13 nothing, and they turned them over in their. And the Jaguars had a chance to make it a 13-7 game. The start of the game was not very good by the defense. The opening drive. They doesn't settled matter. Down. It doesn't matter. They, it wasn't a good start I'm for the Jaguars. Well, well, the offense didn't help as well. No, <laughs> no, no. They ran out in turnover positions. No. So. No, but <laughs> the defensively, the year. defensively, you expected more out of them in that game. Well, I uh, did. Well, okay, but Jeff, if I were to tell you that they're going to hold the Chiefs to – under over I don't care. I don't, I don't care what it was as far as what I'm, turnover I'm, Mahomes. What, twice. what does it take to win? More or less I, I points than that. the opponent. I mean, well, it's, Todd just said that. But when you get nothing out of your offense, and not only nothing, they hurt you by giving up points. I mean, it's hard. I thought the defense played fine. The defense. I'll say mm. this: was it their best effort? No, no. But did they play winning football that day? One hundred percent. They played better than anyone else in the NFL last year against Patrick Mahomes. Anybody. Mm. It's a fact. Yeah, it's a fact, but it wasn't good enough to win. I just, I just so, the way it started, it wasn't good. <laughs> get a yeah, so so It didn't start here. good. When, I mean, you, had, when you go on the road and you give up, you know, you're down thirteen to nothing to start a game out or whatever it was. It started that ball game. I mean, that's not the way you want to start. That, that's true. They did go down first series and score. Then the offense turns the ball over, three and out, turn the ball over. They kick a field goal. Yeah. Offense gets the ball again. Interception, kick a field goal. Pick I six. mean, that could have easily been twenty-one nothing. Sure, but you know, a defense held them to six points. 
because of offense or turnovers. And offense, the, and offense does anything. If they does it, uh, yeah. It's it's a tie game going at halftime where they're down by three. If they do anything, if they trip when first and goal in the end zone, they. <laughs> I mean, honestly, just don't throw it to Chris Jones on a screen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. That's a lot, lot to ask right there. Come I mean, on, we're, we're four, four sacks or two interceptions by the defense. They I, I, still, they I still they couldn't put away with me. They, they, they played well. They played well, I think. But you still got the L. An L. <laughs> An L. Okay, but if you <laughs> – But I guess the question is, how different is this – uh, offense this year as opposed to last year. They have some new pieces over there in Kansas. Uh, well, here, I think here, they're going to be better. I, they got they got more speed because they got Hardman in the draft. Uh, the Georgia wide receiver, good player. Now, I don't know if they're as good in the running game. I mean, that's a great, great Their question. offense didn't fall off at all last year. If you look at the numbers, when mm-hmm. Damian Williams became the running back and they got, uh, they got Shady uh, right? McCoy, but I don't know how much he has left. Yep. The bottom line is this offense revolves around one guy, and that's Patrick Mahomes in the, in the passing game the of Tyreek Hill. Best young quarterback Kelsey. in the game. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, that's what gets it done. And I'll, I'll tell you right now. Well, I'll ask Jeff this. Jeff, if I told you today that you're going to hold Mahomes to zero touchdowns, two picks, and a 65 passer rating, would you take that as a defense? Absolutely. Okay. That's what they did. And if they can get that kind of effort again, they're going to win the football game because I think they have an offense. Not, yeah, that's that's the difference, I think, because now you have an offense. That, well, you hope you have an offense. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 don't think, know. we think we think they have you an hope. offense. We were talking about this the other week, though, the, on the offensive side again, just to go back to that real quick. Um, and we'll break this down a little bit more. How do they score 30 points on offense? Who? The Jaguars. I don't know I don't if they know, have know, to. I don't know but, if they can or if they need to. That's what that was what we talked about the other night. I right? said if they Tony? if they score thirty, they're winning the game. I think they need. I think they win twenty four. If they score twenty four, I think they win the football game most likely. I think that this defense holds them, holds the Chiefs to twenty one seventeen type of points if they play well, which mm. I expect them to do. I think this defense is better than they were last year. They have way more speed in the secondary, at the safety position. Josh Allen is an addition. That's going to create havoc for them. Now mm-hmm. rushing the passer, Miles Jackson another year. I mean, the one thing you've lost is Telvin Smith, who wasn't playing great. He's playing solid football last year, but not great. It's the big unknown for me is Quincy Williams at will. I mean, that's the. And if I'm yeah, Andy, if I'm Andy Reid, I'm trying to get the. And you watch. I was watching the San Francisco tape today, guys, and they're going to match Damian Williams against Quincy Williams in the mm-hmm. passing game, and they're going to match. Try to get Kelsey on Quincy Williams, a rookie. And that's what worries me. Yeah, that, yeah, that's where I'm concerned with. I'm concerned with Quincy Williams and Rodney Harrison with Kelsey down the middle or finding spots in the zone. Because there's a lot of inexperience at the linebacker position outside of Miles Jack. And he's going to have his hands full because you're going to have Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy, and he's got open field tackles and then the sets and alignments where the running back's going to be. But Kelsey, he, you, know, you know he can go vertical or he can find the, the spots in the zone. And with the inexperience that we have at linebacker, and the inexperience that we have at the safety position, that could be a big concern. Okay. But I think we're more the athletic. safety position. Uh, yeah, you can say they're more athletic, but I mean, look, the reality is is that you lost arguably the best safety in the league in covering tight ends. I wouldn't go that far, but he was good. Uh, who's better? Name me a safety in the league that was better than Tashawn Gibson against Kelsey well, I, and Gronkowski. I, I, I didn't break. Well, Kelsey had over 100 yards. I don't know if you remember that. So, I don't know, but I, I, I wasn't, wasn't sure. all Tashawn Gibson. But you well, look I mean, at when Tashawn. You just said against Kelsey. Kelsey had over 100 yards. When Tashawn was covering Kelsey. He had five for 100. Kelsey. He had five for 100. He only averaged 20 yards a catch. When he was covering Kelsey, he did a great job. So Kelsey was shut down when Gibson was on it. 
But then yeah. we should blame Todd, he did a good job Todd Washington. On, he did a good job on all the, all the tight ends in, in the league last year. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm all for Just because Gibson. he has 100 yards doesn't mean it was all on Gibson. I didn't say that. Well, that's what you're implying. <laughs> but you're acting like if Gibson was like the best <laughs> safety in the NFL, why Wait, we Did you not go? just say that? I don't that. think he was the best safety in the NFL like you do. That's all I'm okay, saying. Okay, I'm just saying is that you, if the, the numbers don't lie, well, when, the, when you look at Gibson covering I just want to make sure you said that Sean Gibson was the best safety in football last year. Arguably covering tight ends, yes. We're back in a moment. Numbers um, don't lie. We're off and running. What a show this is going to be. Uh, prior to each game, entertain guests in air-conditioned suites of the public's ultimate tailgate party presented by Party Shack. Visit jacksvillage.com and reserve your suite today. A little more Jags offense talk when we come back. Plenty still ahead. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Hi folks, Frank Franzi here for the best barbecue in town. That is Bono's. Head to Bono's today. 15 locations on the First Coast and six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today. The official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Drive it like it's game time. Drive it like it's the two-minute drill. Drive it like Duval. Jaguars fans, own any tailgate in a Ford F-Series truck, America's number one truck for 42 years straight. Experience the unsurpassed capability and impressive power of the Ford F-150 and Ranger. See your local Ford dealer and test drive F-Series, the official truck of the National Football League. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. This NFL season, the pregame starts at Duncan for DD Perks members. Because this game day, Duncan is offering Jaguars fans a $1 medium hotter iced coffee. So don't just celebrate your team's success from the sidelines. Head to Duncan and start celebrating before the game even begins. You heard that right, Jaguars fans. Duncan is giving you some extra fuel to cheer on your team. So this game day, it's easy for you to get a kick before kickoff. The Jaguars and America run on Duncan. Excludes cold brew. Limited one per member. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for the CSI Companies. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Tony Baselli, Leon Searcy, the Jags and the Chiefs coming up Sunday. Presented by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. 1 o'clock, they'll tee it up in week one, finally. Nice 94-degree sunny day expected. Bring some humidity with it. Yeah, and I, you know, we always thought that that was kind of an advantage for the Jaguars, and it should be because that's what you practice in. That's what you play in here all the time. And Kansas City coming in here with the heat is an issue. And I, and I used to firmly always believe that, and I felt that way as a player. I know you guys probably did as well. And then a couple of years ago when Buffalo came in on one of the hottest days of Jaguars history, came in and then Buffalo beat up on the Jaguars in the heat, I was like, well, I guess the heat wasn't a huge factor in that game. Heat's so. a factor, but it's not the deciding factor. I mean, it, it gives you an advantage. But I wonder how much of an advantage because it's not like they played games in the heat this year because of no preseason. Mm-hmm. They practiced in the morning for the most part. So limited practice in the heat. They did have that one week where it was pretty hot. They practiced, and so how much of it is is it really? How much uh, is it really a, an advantage now? I used to think it was an advantage as well, Jeff. But we were practicing twice a day in it, playing the whole preseason in it. I mean, we got we had a lot of reps in it, and so. Right, so let me ask you guys this from an offensive standpoint, because uh, obviously Hurricane Dorian affected, I think, the schedule for yep. the Jaguars, and they obviously they didn't even start practicing until today. Correct. Mm-hmm. Tony and Leon, if you guys were to miss a typical in-season Wednesday of game preparation, how does that affect you guys from a game plan standpoint? Does it limit you on what you would like to do? Well, when, when Tony and I played Wednesday was when most of the installment was done on Wednesday. Your most physical practice when you did most of the, your inside run, your middle drill, your blitz drill, all the team period stuff. So that was essential to get that Wednesday practice in because 80% of the offense went into as far as installments go. So we, you didn't want to miss Wednesdays because when, Tuesday, Thursday you tapered off a little bit. Fridays you were, you know, walk through or whatever. So back in that day, I think that if you missed a Wednesday, it would be essential. You know, it would be def- – I won't say essential, but it would be – uh, uh, hinder the offense because you need that Wednesday to get most yeah, of the stuff. The, only, the only thing I disagree, for the most part I agree, but here's the difference. One is they had all, they prepared, so they started prepping for Kansas City week four of the preseason. They were working, they were working mm-hmm. Kansas City. So they've mm-hmm. got a plenty of work on Kansas City. Um, number two, the more veteran, the less it would affect. Like, quite honestly, the second or third year in this offense, I don't think Leon and I would have missed a beat if we didn't practice on Wednesday, because we know the offense is the same offense. It's the same things, especially what we did. is like, hey, go block the two ends. We're not doing anything. Else. I mean, at, at that point, it's, a, it's with a younger team, I think it matters. Um, what about a team that may not be necessarily younger but newer? That's what, that's what when I say younger, mm-hmm. younger experience as far as this offense. But I think it'll be balanced out where it's not going to be a big deal only because they prepped all week four of the preseason. They weren't prepping for the game. They weren't even thinking about that game. None of the stars were playing the staff and everyone was getting ready for Kansas City. So I don't think it's the end of the world. No, it's, it's not, just interesting. It's not, well, it's not the perfect world situation, but I don't think it's good. Well, well, do you limit? Does it no, limit? No, I don't think you limit. It. No, no, no. I, but, but uh, you know, as far as the offensive line go, I'm thinking that, you know, the inexperience that we have, you know, we've got Cam Robinson who's coming back from an injury, and you got Juwan Taylor at right tackle, you know, inexperienced right tackle. And maybe Will Richardson at right guard. I mean, Will Richardson at right guard. You, you, want the, you don't want him to miss the opportunity That's for right. reps. You know, I because agree. right, what you want, what's going to happen on Wednesday is that your most physical day will be on Wednesday. So you, you actually, uh, 
game planning on how you're going to play on Sunday, on Wednesday, because you're in full gear, you're in full pads and all that. So with an inexperienced offensive line, I'm a little bit concerned that they missed that day because you really can get that practice. Fair. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just interesting because, I mean, typically for, for to give people an idea, a Wednesday in season, that's your majority of your install, of mm-hmm. your, of your, your core of your offense and now core they, of your defense. Now, they did come in on Monday. They had a walk. Yeah, you kind of get a free day. My, my guess is knowing that they were going to miss Wednesday, they probably did install as far as the mental aspect of it mm-hmm. on Monday mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. walk through mm-hmm. because they knew they were going to miss this day. That's my guess. Yeah. I don't know so Wednesday, sure. Wednesday's typically your core, so That's you probably right. got a little mm-hmm. bit of that on Monday. Mm-hmm. Thursday is typically your third down and blitz packages and versus the blitz. Well, heck, in the old days, we used to do 9-7 on Thursday, too. We did. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. And then Friday really is uh, Friday's goal line, short yardage. But it's, it's more of a uh, no pads, tuning everything fast, up. fast, yeah, fast tuning everything walk-through mm-hmm. style. Yeah. But uh, it's just going to be interesting to see how much of that with a with a new offense, new components. Yep. How much does that affect it, or if at all? Well, who knows? We won't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, it's a good discussion, <laughs> right? Yeah, and also the fact that this offense only played like a quarter and a half. You you wonder going into Sunday, are they going to be? Is there going to be a nice rhythm, a nice tempo? Well, I worry well, about that whether they practice you know, Wednesday or not. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Regardless. That's true. Yeah. Because <laughs> we haven't seen much of rhythm and tempo throughout the preseason, so you know you got to turn on the light switch come Sunday. I mean, so sir, it'd be very any, interesting to see so how they play. Do you have any confidence this group's going to come out with a rhythm? I, I, not really. Me neither. I mean, because I haven't seen much of it. Yeah, we're Especially hopeful. In the preseason. I'm, I'm always we're hopeful. hopeful. We yeah, think. We think it could. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how far that goes. Yeah. Uh, you guys mentioned the offensive line here, and uh, you know Cam Robinson coming off injury. Uh, you got the right guard question mark there, and then a rookie at right tackle. How confident are you in this five uh, going I'm, into opening day? I'm not. You're so, not. No. Uh, obviously confident in. in Linder, I think he's going to be fine. Norrell's a veteran. He knows how to play and how, how to prep. I don't know where we're getting on the right side because I don't even know who's starting. I'm okay. If, I actually like the – I think after what I've seen in the preseason, I would start Will Richardson and Taylor, and I think they're both physical and they'll be fine. It's going to be a little bit rough, maybe the first couple of series, the anxiety, the emotions, opening day. That's okay. I mean, that, that, that happens. You can get through that. I got big questions on the left tackle. I love Cam. I love his attitude. This team needs his nastiness. He has an attitude the way he plays the game. Um, but he's coming off an ACL. He had six reps. Conditioning is going to be a factor. And as I've said all offseason, and I've hope, I hope he's worked on it, his footwork scares me. Because he's such a great athlete, so talented in a lot of areas, but he gets sloppy with, those foot, with his footwork, and he, gets, he puts himself <clears> in <throat> really bad situations, and he's playing against a really good player in Frank Clark. Um, you got Filippo has to game plan. How much film have you watched him. on Frank Clark? I mean, a little bit last year, and then started watching it today. I watched uh, the third preseason game against. Uh, they were playing the 49ers. Uh, he was going to get Staley. What do you guys think of? Him? I like. I, I mean, think he's a good pass rusher. Yeah, he's I mean, long. He's getting paid like he's one. Oh of the yeah, best. I think he's a good. Even when he was at Seattle, I mean, him coming here, I mean, he was one of the highest paid defensive ends. He gets after it, turns the corner well, physical, uses his hand, good yeah. inside move, and we all know Cam Robinson. As much as I love him as well, I love his attitude and his physicality. But his technique was flawed at best when he came in his rookie year. Now he has an ACL tear. And he still elongates his, his, his kick leg. Well, he doesn't have still a Still too elongated. His, his tear's fixed. Huh? His tear's fixed. Well, so he still elongates <laughs> yeah. his back leg. Yeah, he still elongates his, his he back leg. He so. Frank Clark, he's a guy, he's an every down end. Um, I don't think he's a great, like a great pass rusher. Like you turn on the tape, like, oh my gosh. Is he as good as D Ford? He's different than D Ford. D Ford is speed only. 
Like if you got your hands on D. How about Justin over. Houston? Yeah, he's more like a Justin Kinda Houston. Like that, good, right? pay, mm-hmm. good hands. Yeah. What I really like about uh, Frank Clark for his size, you know, he's over 260 pounds. He has some length to him. He can flip his hips and turn the corner yeah. really well, and he still is a uh, a good run defender. So he's an every down guy. He's not the pure speed rusher or just third down guy that's going to scare you to death, but he can beat you if you if you don't have good technique. Does he move left right? Uh, in the preseason, <laughs> watching he? it, he can. If uh, you're Frank Clark, who do you want to line up? Are you going over Cam? Cam I'm over Cam. Or Cam. And I saw 95 percent well, of the game against the 49ers preseason only. He was at right end over the left half. Got it. Yeah, I mean, if I'm Frank, Frank Clark, I'm flip flopping because you got inexperience at the yeah, right. Yeah, find out what the rookie has. Yeah, see what the rookie has. I mean, he's gonna have his hands full with Okafor. I mean, who's no slouch. Mm-hmm. But if I'm if I'm Frank Clark, you know, I'm giving Cam Robinson and Jawan Taylor my best to see. If the, if the kid at the right time can get it done. I'll we're, say this we're talking about, about the end rushers, and Chris Jones might be one of the, one of the best inside pass rushers in the National Football League. Probably second best. Yeah. Next to uh, Aaron Donald. Aaron no one's probably in that yeah. category. Aaron Donald um, is an absolute machine. But Chris Jones is, is – what did he have, a sack and 11, 11 straight, games, straight games, games last year? 15, 15 and a half. Total, 11 wow. straight games. 15, I mean, to give people an, an idea, look, if you get to double digits and you're an interior pass rusher, mm-hmm. you're, you're all world. He's three, four defensive ends. So that means on first and second down, he's two gapping tackles. Yeah. He didn't get that, a lot, I mean, that, didn't get that a lot of three techniques. All world numbers now. I mean, 15 and a half. He's, uh, he's very good. He's long. He has size. Uh, outstanding pass rusher, as you said. But before we, we can talk more about that in a second, I want to go to Jawan Taylor. I actually have more confidence in him. Than probably I do uh, than I do right now in Cam. He's got good feet. He, I think, I think if Juwan Taylor will just take a deep breath and realize when he steps on the field, it's just football. Mm-hmm. It's no different. The same game that he's been playing his whole life, he'll be fine. I, I like yeah. what I've seen in practice. His preseason tape and the one time we saw him was good. Um, he has some things he can work on, obviously, but I think I think Juwan Taylor's gonna be fine at the right side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like Juwan Taylor as well at right tackle. Only thing that concerns me a little bit about him because he's so powerful, he utilizes it so much. I just know that veteran defensive ends can actually use that against him. You know, I would rather him use his feet. Explain, to, explain that when you you're know talking what I'm about saying? I, I because do, when, explain what everyone's listening to. You know, when, when, because when I first came in the league, everything about me was to get my hands on you and be physical with my punch. And guys use my aggressiveness against me, especially veteran guys. I tried. You know, especially veteran guys. <laughs> so, I, I, so I tell young guys, especially right tackles who come in the leagues, be patient, use your feet, your technique, and your fundamental, and then use your power as a last resort. You know, right now when I saw Jawan, only time I saw him get in trouble in practice is when he just wanted to be overbearing and overpowerful on guys. But then when he slowed it down, used his feet as ton of fundamentals and technique, and used his power last, that's when he was able to neutralize Because your power will always be there. If you have It'll the always power, be there. It's always you, there. I always say this. I tell every, every young pass uh, blocker, every, every young offensive lineman, you block people with your feet. Yep. You block people with your feet. You don't, you don't block them with your hands. You don't block them with anything else, not with your power. Well, you block minute, people with your feet. Leon, Leon blocked people with his punch. No, but his punch was only effective yeah. because his exactly. feet took him there. <laughs> yeah. If your feet don't take you there, I don't care how I hard was, you I wasn't thinking about Leon's feet when I felt that <laughs> explosion <laughs> into my chest. I can tell That's you that. That's fair well, enough. Well, well, listen, but, but, but Sully's right. You block them with your feet, and then you, you put your feet in a position where you can use your hands as weapons. I was thinking about the punch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's come back in a moment. Ashton Sullivan has a news update, and uh, we'll get on the Jaguars' defensive side, too. We'll get into the injury report, who did and did not practice. They're actually on the field as we speak. 
Uh, join us for a moment. 25 years in the making. Do you remember where you were for Fred's 90-yard run or Jalen's playoff pick? Be part of the next great Jaguars moment with season tickets in the Jags' 25th season. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Be the MVP of your next tailgate with the official wing of the Jacksonville Jaguars from Dick's Wings and Grill. Whether at the stadium or cheering from home, game day every day with Dick's 365 wing varieties, burgers, wraps, and more. And for somewhere to catch all the sports action, Dick's Wings and Grill's 23 area locations have been a local fan favorite for more than 20 years. For the best wings, ice-cold craft beer, and best fans, feed where the big cats feast. Visit dickswingsandgrill.com for a location nearest you. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a yield pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash Jagscard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSP, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Searching for a fence? Challenge yourself to find a fence company with more positive online reviews than Superior Fence and Rail. With over 750 total online reviews and a 4.8 out of 5 review average, Superior Fence and Rail is superior. So take the online challenge or let their professional team show you what superior service looks like. Superior Fence and Rail, where quality matters. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. This Jaguar season, how would you like an all-inclusive air-conditioned suite for your tailgate? Mike Dempsey here for Party Shack. It's a turnkey setup that means no prep on your end. You can host clients, staff, and friends to catered food sponsored by Publix with a full bar, top deck roof lounge, and best of all, air-conditioned comfort with two TVs in each suite. So take your whole office or group of friends to the top-of-the-line Jaguars tailgate experience. Book your company's Party Shack suite right now at jacksvillage.com. jacksvillage.com. Welcome back to Jaguars Happy Hour with your Jaguars Digital Update. I'm Ashlyn Sullivan. As the Jaguars prepare for the Chiefs on Sunday, good news is Quincy Williams is back at practice today. Full go. Many Jaguars fans excited to see what he can do on the field on Sunday. 
Two guys not practicing are Josh Oliver and Cedric Obwehi. Hopeful to have them back soon. However, Doug Marone did say Josh Oliver is day-to-day -day and went through a full lift recently. We all know how talented Kansas City offense is. And the challenge isn't going to be for the defense on Sunday. Todd Wash said that the defense cannot take any plays off. They're fast at every position. Um, you know, if one guy takes a play off, it's probably going to be an explosive play. Um, so we got to do everything we can to keep the ball in front of us and, uh, you know, hopefully make them earn everything that they can get. Stay tuned. More Jaguars happy hour coming up in the Doug Marone Show coming up at 5 o'clock. Celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. Touchdown, Jacksonville. What a play. 30-yard touchdown. Chad Henney to Justin Blackman. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. Coming up at Daly's Place, busy schedule. Chris Young, September 12th. UB 40, September 14th. Game of Thrones concert experience, September 20th. And Brantley Gilbert, September 27th. This is Chris Young, and he's playing September 12th, and tickets are available at dailiesplace.com. Right. Welcome back, J.P. Shattered, Leon Searcy, Tony Vaselli, Jeff Lagerman. Thanks to Ashton Sullivan for the news update there. And this kind of goes on to the, um, the the conversation we're having about the offensive line a second ago. Abway, he didn't practice again today. He was listed as not practicing if they were to have practice yesterday. He didn't practice today either. So if something were to happen with Cam, uh, worst case scenario, then then what the heck do you do? Well, I think, you know, you know, if you look at offensive tackles on the roster, Will Richardson? Yeah, he's he's, he's your next only, guy. He's yeah. the next guy, but... I, I don't see Brandon Thomas having the feet to be able to play tackle. I'll tell you who your best next tackle is at the left side. Is your starting center, Brandon Linder. As far as athletic ability to go out there and do it. Uh, from that, I mean, whew. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm just telling yeah. you. I see what you're saying, but I mean, you're not going to do no, that. No, you're not going to. No, no. I'm, that's how I'm saying that's how much of a void you have yeah. with a boy he's we'll, not in there. If Will Richardson were to have to play tackle, first of all, I don't I've think. I've never he, seen him take a set from the left side. Me neither. I've never seen it either. <laughs> but I think he's athletic enough that he can do it. stays that way. Right? My, you're Le Leon, point. let me ask you this. Mm. You were right tackle your whole career. Yeah. Did you ever take snaps at left? I played left tackle my senior year in college. But yeah. in the pros, if, in the if pros, you, if no. you were asked, if I had to, yeah, because he played left tackle you in could've? college. I played left tackle in college. It's like I could play right I tackle. Could I could have, right tackle in college. but I prefer not to. I played both. <laughs> <laughs> I played both in college. We'll leave it to a guy. Yeah, like I, this. I would prefer yeah. not to. Trust me. What, what, when were you a right tackle in college? Uh, my first two years, no, three years, two years. Two, so who beat you years. out at left tackle? Nobody. We played. Uh, we played. Uh, you see that? Nobody, nobody beats Tony Vassell. No, no. We played strong and we, uh, weak, so we flipped. Yeah, yeah, we flip flop too. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. strong and weak. Same we played, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we played both. So yeah. you literally had to play both. Like I never thought it was a big deal. Like I go set right one play, go set left the next play. You didn't feel like awkward or anything. Never, never. Like because that's just you. No, because I was a, no. as a high school. You come out of high school as a senior. You go to the. I went to that scene. Like this is what you do. I thought everyone did it. I didn't think anything about it. <laughs> you did. You do in high school. It's called versatility, Lon. Did you do in high school? Huh? Did you do in high school? No, in high school I was a right tackle. I was a right tackle. Right tackle. Yeah, right I was tackle. Right, I was right tackle too in high school. That's yeah. it. Never got in a left-hand stance ever until I went to well, It's amazing. Uh, the two guys that went on to have great careers in the pros, and your high school coaches had you at right tackle. Yeah. Well, because we ran right, so we just we never threw the ball. We, did, did you throw? <laughs> yeah, we threw. You threw? We yeah. literally threw twice a game. How many times did you throw a game ballpark? Um, we were about 30%. Ran most of the time. Okay. Like yeah. Every down. I, I, I guess that's, that's the right. different. To the yeah, right. We ran to the right. right every play. 
Right. <laughs> so, but my, so it would not have been a, like, uh, sir. I mean, our backup, but our swing tackle when uh, we played was Ben Coleman, who's a starting guard. Who's a guard. So mm-hmm. if anyone got hurt, if sir, sir, I got hurt, he was going to go in. Actually, mm-hmm. he'd go at left. If sir got hurt, uh, Fordham or Weger would go right. Weger would go right. Yeah. 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 So our guards, our starting guards were our backup tackles. Backup right tackles. No. Ben was the backup left tackle. Right, 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 right. Weger right. was the backup you. right tackle. I got you. So mm-hmm. we didn't have a swing tackle when we played. Right. No. Uh, let's touch on a couple things in this game here. You know, we've just, all seen just, just real quick. The, yes. There's there's not a guard with the Jaguars that that you would take out of the guard spot and put in Will as Ra- a tackle. Yeah, Will Richardson. Richardson, with the exception Will, of Will Richardson. Well, that's why I said Linder, who might be your best athlete on the offensive line. I've always, I've thought from day one he could play all five positions. Hmm. Now he's I'm not saying he's uh, should be playing left tackle, right, right, right. But I'm saying he has the ability hmm. because. What I'd worry about Will Richardson, never playing in a regular season NFL game. Has, I've never seen him take a left tackle set. And now all of a sudden you're going to ask he someone. Didn't camp. Yeah. He didn't Frank camp. He didn't camp a little bit. Oh, enjoy. Yeah. You've never played? Hey, go to the left side <laughs> and Frank's coming. At least Linder, and I'm not saying we're going to do that. He has the, he's a veteran. He can go figure it out and go fight mm-hmm. the guy at least. Like, I'm, yeah. like Will Richardson's like, what did I get myself into? I just, I mean. All right, let's touch on a couple things here in this game. We've all seen the highlights of Mahomes scrambling around and then throwing the ball 50, 60 yards down the field for a long completion. Um, how, as the pass-rushing group that this Jaguars team is and wants to be, how do you ensure that that kind of thing does not happen with Mahomes? Well, let me, let me, let me say this first and foremost because uh, the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line, the, if you were to add up the parts – it doesn't equal the sum of the total. In other words, they play better as a unit than they are as individuals, I think. And I, I, first of all, I think Andy Heck has done a great job as an offensive I line agree. coach in Kansas City. Uh, I think that if you look at Mitchell Schwartz, I think a he's a good right, right tackle. tackle. He's a good, solid player. Eric Fisher, a good, solid player. But I think what has impressed me the most about Kansas City's offensive line, they play well together. They have a new part in the middle, though. And that is Austin Reeder, a fourth-year player out of South Florida, who's their new center. Yeah. Mitch Morris, right, was the guy yeah. last year, I believe it was. Mitch Morris was yeah. the starting center. Uh, but the rest of the components, for the most part, are, are, are about the same. So, well, But they're, they're a good offensive line, and they're coached well. Well, and the, what they do, and they do very well, uh, Andy Reid is not going to get into a game where it's going to be drop back, drop back, drop back, drop back. He's going to move the pocket. And so a lot of their passing game is off play action. So you're seeing run movement, half nakeds, and so you're taking pressure off of one-on-one blocks for your offensive linemen because they're always moving. There's some action in the backfield that is slowing down the the uh, defensive front as much as possible, and they're getting a lot of double teams. They're chipping guys very rarely. Now you'll get some opportunities. Are you going to just have one-on-ones with these offensive linemen? Now third and medium to long, that's where you got to go to work. That's where – you know, uh, Ngakwe and, and Allen and all the – especially those two on the outside, they got to go to work against those tackles because outside of that down in distance, it's all movement. It's all play action. It's all changing the launching point of Patrick Mahomes. If you watch him, he rarely just drops straight back. There's some action that is getting him to move, even if it's just a yard or two, to change the launch point. 
And well, then, it's moving him, but then it's also a lot of that kind of that crazy stuff. They fake the speed reverses yeah, and all so, that. It kind of slows everybody yeah. down. It's just everyone a, takes a half a well, yeah, tick they kind of yeah, hesitate freeze. a little bit. Well, yeah, you're right. You know, Andy Reid does an excellent job of not putting this offense in third and long situations where the defense can actually attack you on one-on-one blocks. You know, he moves the line here, play action here, got his backs chipping there, rotates left, right. But I think the weak the weakness of the offensive line probably with the, is probably the interior guys. You know, I think you know Schwartz is a good right all pro right tackle. Fisher's a former first round pick. So if you're going to attack their off, if you're going to attack the the Chiefs offense, it's got to be interiorly. So you know Calais Campbell inside on the three or Marcel Darius on the three. You know maybe some blitz up the middle because you know you got a new center playing yeah. now. So I mean that's but but here's the great thing. Great thing about the Chiefs though that you never catch them in, in those kind of Third and long situations. It's always third and intermediate. It's always third and short. Where they're able to rotate, you know, they were able to move Mahomes around or, you know, flare to the, the back or quick quick drops, quick slant rocks, or, you know, to the wide receiver. So he does an outstanding job. He does a good job protecting his offensive line. He doesn't put him in a lot of one-on-one situations. They got a doctor on their offensive line. Yeah, the Canadian. Right. right. Uh, Duvernay Tardif, yeah, the, right, the, right Tardif the right guard. He, he really? He's a doctor. He's a literal wow. MD. Not a PhD, like an MD. Mm. Wasn't there? He got hurt at one point. And was like, I know exactly what this is. Was telling the doctor on the field what yeah, it was. He, yeah, he got hurt, and they have uh, they have a kid who backs him up, who's pretty not too bad as well. He actually played eight games last year. I think it was Jeff Allen, right? Nope. <laughs> I thought Jeff Allen played last year. There was a guy they must have let go then. Another uh, Andrew Wiley. Wiley, Wiley. yeah. Okay, he's starting he, left guard because Cam Cam Irving was the starting left guard. Wiley That's came right. in for uh, – And Wiley did a good job. Very good job. Yeah, very, very good job. job. All right. One more matchup here to get to before we uh, take a break here. The Jalen Ramsey versus Tyreek Hill thing. Uh, I can't believe we haven't I've took you this long <clears> to get to <throat> Well, hey, I mean, it's, it's going to be talked about all day Sunday, like too. We buried the lead. This Can is we, what it's going to be fun. This yeah. is a fun one to watch, right, Leon? Yeah, it's going to be a great one I have one a question watch. for Leon and Jeff. Would you travel Jalen Ramsey on Tyreek Hill? Todd Walsh says he's going to. Would you travel him? Because I wouldn't. Let me ask you this you first. Do you believe no. him? Uh, I don't know if I believe him or not. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I would not travel him. What would you do? I would. I Because there's two philosophies. Yes. I would put Jalen on uh, 14, Sammy Watkins, and erase Sammy Watkins. I would double Tyreek, and I'd double uh, the tight end, Kelsey. And I would just mm-hmm. say, listen, Jalen, you're playing man for the next 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do combo c- coverages on these other That's guys. That's hard to do two combos, though. Well, you uh, might have to do it, right? It's hard to do. I'm just saying. It's hard saying, to do. But you, can't you do see? it. Schematically, you can't double two guys. Okay, then double Tyreek and take your and, and pick, ch- pick one. And take your chances. But you can't. I mean, I know what you're saying. Forget about the schematic of whether how many you can double or not. Todd, I mean, I'm not a defensive coordinator, but watch. There's two philosophies. Put your number one guy on their number one guy and – or double their number one guy. Or double their number one guy yeah. and take your number one corner and put it on their mm-hmm. number two guy and just erase that guy. If you watch mm-hmm. what Belichick is, he does it all the time. When Belichick plays a top end receiver, he puts Stephon Gilmore in man coverage on their number two guy and he doubles the number one guy. Yep. And the philosophy there is, is I'm going to take both guys out because my number two is better than, I mean, my number one's better than their number two receiver. And, I can, and he can and, erase them completely. And he can take them out completely. And two guys better be able to stop one guy mm. in this league. You go back to that, uh, that go route that Tyreek ran, and it was against Jalen, and it was true man. 
and Patrick Mahomes threw a beautiful ball. Yeah. I mean, it was I mean, dropped in the bucket right in the hands of Tyreek Hill, and Jalen was fortunate that, that Tyreek stepped out of bounds in the process of making the catch, and it was a catch. Mm-hmm. But I, if Tyreek is able to just kind of keep his body in a little bit better position, that, that's a house call against Jalen. I mean, arguably the best cornerback in the league. So another case to be made. What would you do, though? I, I, I agree with you. I'd mix it up. Because I think the last thing you want it to do is Patrick Mahomes to kind of have something consistent play after play. So I think you got to mix it up. Because I, I, I mean, I would just when I say mix yeah. it up, you 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 put Jalen right. on him and you travel yeah. him sometimes, mm-hmm. and, and then, then sometimes you double him, you double him. Right. Yeah. and sometimes you double him with AJ Boye, and you know sometimes you may double him and lean your safety over with Jalen even covering him. I mean, mm. because look, AJ Boye is no slouch. Uh, mm. I would be totally okay with letting Jalen travel on Tyreek Hill, leaning the safety over the top of that, mm-hmm. and then letting A.J. cover Sammy Watkins by himself. I wouldn't be scared of that. Yeah. Why, why, why be scared pro, of that? He's no, an all-pro corner himself. Yeah. Right? I wouldn't be either. That, that's the benefit of having two great corners. Yeah. It helps. You know. well, make sure we, we communicate well with the linebacker because we forgot about Kelsey down the middle. Yeah, oh, yeah, now. him. Yeah, <laughs> the tight end's pretty decent too. Yeah, uh, let's come back in a moment. Uh, we're going to go around the National Football League. Some news in Oakland today. You think? Oh, oh boy, this goes on and on and on and on. We're back. Like, what, what's up with the Pittsburgh training guys? I, I, I don't get it. I mean, we got Leon Searcy, and he came here, and he was a problem. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoa. What is, what is AB doing? We'll hmm. see who survives this fight when we come back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Jack Hananiah's Audi Jacksonville and Jack Hananiah's Audi Orange Park give you the power of two. Double the selection and double the savings on over 600 new and pre-owned vehicles with payments from $249 a month. Put the power of two to work for you at Audi Jacksonville and Audi Orange Park. Online at jacksaudis.com. Stock number EN0183790. 75 months and 7% APR with 1500 down. With approved credit, vehicle subject to prior sale, plus tax, tag, guideline fees. Drive it like it's game time. Drive it like it's the two-minute drill. Drive it like Duval. Jaguars fans, own any tailgate in a Ford F-Series truck, America's number one truck for 42 years straight. Experience the unsurpassed capability and impressive power of the Ford F-150 and Ranger. See your local Ford dealer and test drive F-Series, the official truck of the National Football League. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. 
Be the MVP of your next tailgate with the official wing of the Jacksonville Jaguars from Dick's Wings and Grill. Whether at the stadium or cheering from home, game day every day with Dick's 365 wing varieties, burgers, wraps, and more. And for somewhere to catch all the sports action, Dick's Wings and Grill's 23 area locations have been a local fan favorite for more than 20 years. For the best wings, ice-cold craft beer, and best fans, feed where the big cats feast. Visit dickswingsandgrill.com for a location nearest you. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. At ViStar, we believe in better. Better convenience. So members can bank any way they want. Whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better... Join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. No, it's been there. It's been there for a while. I mean, we just didn't have to report it, and then now we're in, you know in the process of. And you want to make sure you, you know that that's that's reported, but it's you know he's, he he got it during training, um, but obviously it's much better now than it was before. So we're not we're not concerned about it. It's just a quarterback, and if you don't put something down and something does happen, all hell breaks loose. Head coach Doug Marone earlier today. Nick Foles was on the injury report when it came out this week with an oblique issue, but full practicing and. The team even noted, hey, he's expected to play full on Sunday. But as Doug said there, when you see the quarterback on there, it kind of opens your eyes a little bit. The only thing you worry about, and I'm not saying this is what it is, is he's on it, so there's something there. And I expect him to play this week. But you don't want that thing to linger into a uh, sports hernia or one of those things that those can turn into. Now, hopefully they're just being overly cautious, like Doug said, because they don't want to get in trouble for not reporting something if he's – Got a little uh, ache and pain. Hmm. But I don't care. I'm going to stick with what you originally said. If he's on the list, he's on the list. Yeah, that, I don't like it. Now, you can go back in history. The team we were talking about in the Patriots before, for a whole year, <laughs> Belichick with Brady on Questionable, the list. Questionable. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like half the team on the list just because he was trying to yeah. make a statement. I think Tom's going to play on Sunday. Right? So, yeah. uh, let's hope that's the case. But mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you this. As I was sitting around during this Hurricane Dorian, not doing anything, and I saw that news come across the wire, I was like, what? I didn't like it. It didn't make me feel very we're warm and fuzzy inside. That's not the uh, bottom line you want to see on the ticker there on your no, television no, screen at all. Uh, let's and, go and around. An oblique yes. muscle, just to kind of. Yes. Oblique muscle. Is, I don't have one, so I don't have to worry about okay. it. I'm fresh out. Uh, <laughs> we all have them. We just can't see them. Okay. I've never had one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, if, I, if I don't see it, I don't have it. <laughs> it's in the midsection, and uh, it's, it's a lot of times it can be around the rib area. No. So Good to know. Uh, so the twisting motion, I've, I've had an oblique. Sure, yeah. Going back to college and uh, showing off. <laughs> I did. No, actually, I did, and shot it up, and it was hard to shoot up. It's because you, they they'd stick you like seven, eight times just to try to get the right spot. But my point is, a quarterback's motion is torquing the body, yeah. throwing the football, and that requires to have unhealthy oblique muscle or oblique muscles. It is a big baseball injury, swinging the bat. A lot of yeah. those guys get oblique injuries for sure. Let's go around the National Football League and start in Oakland where the Antonio Brown saga continues 
after a verbal altercation between him and general manager Mike Mayock on the practice field in front of the rest of the team. He's facing discipline, maybe suspension, maybe more now from the Raiders. Well, you have to do something. The report was he threatened to punch Mike Mayock, the GM, as well. In front of the whole team, if you're Mayock and Gruden, you have to make a statement. You cannot let this just go. You have to suspend him. And by suspending him, according to the CBA, now this would be appealed by uh, Antonio Brown and his representatives, uh, which I believe is Drew Rosenhouse, but uh, they can void the $30 million of guarantees that he has in his contract for being fined uh, for conduct which detrimental. Is- the, the remaining guarantee is about $30 million. That's, yeah, a, that's his paragraph. That's a salary for this ne- season and, and then year. next year. And I mean, there's some reports out there right now that they're going to cut him and let him go. Here, here's what I don't understand is why did Antonio Brown – he posted on social media a letter that he got from, from Mike Mayock. Because he can't Manchester help Raider. himself. <laughs> but, I mean, why? I mean, he can't help so, himself. So, so you Those do Steelers that. Guys, Nobody would have known about the letter. Nobody would have no. known about it. So you post the letter, you make it an issue on social media. Now you let it escalate and become even a bigger issue because you have a a confrontation with the general manager at practice. I just, I don't understand that. I, I, I <laughs> Leon, you just look no, like I'm you saying, got something to say. I just know somewhere the Rooney's are saying, I told you so. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I just know they are. Somewhere <laughs> they're saying, I told you so. Mike Everybody Tomlin? was trying to figure out why would you get get rid of a talent like Antonio Brown. Now you know. And there's the reason. Mike right Tomlin's, there. Mike Tomlin was sitting there going, <laughs> he's. La- I'm telling you, the Steelers are just laughing. I mean, when they got rid of him. And, and here's the thing I always tell people. What did they give him? What, what did they, Third what did, and fifth. Uh, yeah. Oh, Steelers are going suckers. Exactly. And suckers. I, t- I tell people all the time, if you want to send a message to a football player, there's two places that you hurt them. You hurt them in the pocket mm-hmm. and you hurt them in the game. Because if you love the game of football, you don't want to be on the side no. and suspended for nothing. And you, you surely don't want your pocket book, yeah. You suspend them for one game, you accomplish both. Exactly. Zeke Elliott got paid, resetting the running back. Uh, numbers in the National Football League. Long time coming there. Is he he's worth, worth all it. that money? He's he? worth it. He's, yeah. a, he's the best back in the league, I think. He's uh, very good. He's I, the most important back to his team in the league. I'll put it that he's way. He's very, very good. They extended him for six years, so he's under contract for eight years, <laughs> meaning he's never playing for Wait, but they didn't else. get rid of the other no, two years? They no, gave him six more years? It. <laughs> so it's really, if you average it out, it's about $12 bucks a year because it was six years, $90 million of new money. But That's you, not the way I understand. I understood that his no. his average annual salary surpassed Gurley. No, of the new money. That's other. Uh, the new money is six for ninety. But if you extrapolate that over the eight years, then it's twelve or thirteen. Okay. No I different. Mean, than, I misunderstood. It's, it's the same thing with Gurley when they reported well, his deal. Yeah. You, if you took the initial years he started under contract, they just added more years. I got to you. It. So. Well, Okay, it was ninety. It was ninety, but how much of that is floating money, and how much is? Guaranteed? I think fifty of it's guaranteed. Okay, fifty so. of it's guaranteed, so it's the highest guaranteed of a back. Oh, um, it's a lot of money for I, for a running back. I, guaranteed I, money. I wouldn't yes. have paid him. No. Would you have well, paid Jared Goff? One hundred and ten million well, guaranteed. Well, that was like thirty. Uh, you thirty something million a would year. Would you pay? Uh, hold on, stay with Zeke. Would you pay Zeke? Ninety million right now? No, I wouldn't have paid. He had him under no, contract for two more no, years. No. But if you look at that draft that Zeke is in, just think about the guys that got paid. You got Golf who got what? He got 110 million. million. You know who still hasn't got paid yet? Wentz who got 
another hundred million. Mm-hmm. Bosa is going to get paid eventually. Guess who has got, got paid? Nine, the fifth Jalen Ramsey is coming right behind. Jalen's he's like, wait a second, I'm better than all these guys. Where's my money? <laughs> he brought the Brinks truck out here <laughs> for goodness sakes. All right, guys, uh, that'll do it for Jaguars Happy Hour. Stick around though on the Jaguars Radio Network, the Doug Marone Show right around the corner. We're fired up. Week one's here. The Chiefs wait. and yep. the Jaguars coming up this Sunday. We'll catch you next time. Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. in for his second touchdown of the ball game and he took a knee. This is the Doug Marone Show. The Doug Marone Show. Former Jaguar Jeff Lagerman and J.P. Shadrick discuss the latest Jaguars news with the head coach. The Doug Marone Show starts right now. Welcome into the Doug Marone Show. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Tony Vaselli is sitting in. Head coach Doug Marone expected to join us around... 5.30 or 5.40 or so tonight here in the studio. The a little team different is practicing. practice, yeah. yeah. Practice schedule. They are. Welcome in, Tony. And, and, hey, we haven't had a show in a while because there have been Thursday night preseason games. So, logs are back, baby. Here we yeah. are. Yeah, it's good to get back on a uh, regular in-season schedule. But most importantly, it's I can't wait for tonight. First of all, we have a television show to do without Clay's Campbell because, obviously, the change of the schedule, Jaguars All-Access. Oh, yes. But then, uh, then after that, uh, I might have to sit there and, and have a beer and, and watch the pregame because there's football tonight. Packers and the Bears. Heck, yeah. What a way to start. For the 199th Traditional rivalry, time. Yeah. 199th meeting. That's amazing. Are you uh, – it'll be great. I just want to watch real football. But do you, do you wish it would have been the – Super Bowl defending uh, Super Bowl uh, champs, the Patriots. That's what typically they've done to kick off the season. Would I have uh, rather have seen the Patriots? They, yes. Yeah, me too. I, I, they did this because the hundredth season, because the Packers and the uh, Bears is the longtime traditional rivalry to the oldest franchises in the NFL. So I get why they did it. But part of me, I enjoy watching the defending Super Bowl champ mm-hmm. kick off the season against another top opponent. Whoever that would have been this year, maybe the Steelers or whoever they would have played, but um, could, have, could have been against Kansas. City. Could have been against Kansas City, uh, but a little bit of a different, um, different feel, different yeah, thing. I'm okay. Season. I'm, okay I'm okay with it. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm it, it could be Arizona. Want, <laughs> you're going to boycott the league this year because of this. Tony? I just want real yeah. football. They, <laughs> to just one, it could have it been could Arizona, be Arizona, San Francisco, whoever. I'm, I'm not, and I'd be watching. I would too. Yeah, no, Arizona's kind of exciting because they have a new quarterback. So uh, and no one has any clue what kind of offense. Which team? Run. Which team in the league right now would you not want to see? Um, there probably isn't one. Miami Dolphins. Miami. I'm intrigued by the Dolphins okay. of how bad they're going to be. But I'll say the matchup. I'll find something to do if they're on TV tonight. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd still watch. It. I would too. I would worst still matchup. Watch it. I'll give you the worst possible matchup they could have kicked off Thursday night football. What with you them. got? 
Bengals, Dolphins. That'd be pretty good. I can't think of a worse one. Or or bad. Yeah. But you know what? I'd still be watching every still every football. snap. Still football. Yeah, that's every snap oh, I'd yeah. watch. First game. <laughs> every snap. Kidding me? All day long. We'll uh, we'll get Doug Marone here in just a little bit, five thirty or five forty or so here on the uh, Doug Marone show, but. And we'll ask him about the schedule changes this week for the Jaguars around Hurricane Dorian. Essentially, they missed one practice day. That's really all they've missed out of this thing after moving the schedule around. They had worked on Kansas City last week. The guys who didn't play in the game against um, so you, the, you, against the way the you're Dolphins. saying it, though, JP, you don't think it's a big deal. Is the way you're saying it. I'm just telling you exactly what happened. It sounds no, no, no. Like but the way you said it, please repeat day. what you said. They only missed. One practice, essentially. That's what know, happened. There's yes. another way to say that: that they missed seventy or twenty-five percent, or maybe thirty-three percent of, of their preparation, of their prep. time. a third of their prep time. If you looked at it from that standpoint, it is a big deal. That's a big deal. I'm not, I was I wasn't being critical of you. The way you were communicating, it's like, oh, it's just one practice, no big deal. But there is Jeff, two ways to present it. There's two ways to present. Well, it. which way is it? I, I don't, don't think it's a big deal. I don't know. And this is why: because you had prep all last week for Kansas City. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it. Now, would you rather have Wednesday's practice? Yeah. 100%. Uh-huh. Do I, I think it's going to uh, determine the outcome of this football game? No. I, I think it would, it, would hurt, it would hurt more this week than it might hurt, like, let's say, week five. And the reason I say that is that you have a dynamic that's changed in the locker room because you just went from 90 down to 53, or 63 if you want to count 10 guys on the practice squad. That's a good point. And that uh, typically, to Tony, going back to the day, we didn't have that dramatic of a, of a shift in the locker room, but we had one from 75 down to 53. But it was always big because all big the deal. locker room opened up. It was a big deal. Because they used to have temporary lockers in the middle. So and the it, old locker room was completely open, <laughs> completely. except for during camp, they had temporaries, and all of a sudden you'd show up and everything's gone, and you're like, oh. It changed the locker room, and so it, it, that took a little bit you, getting used to. So... You lost a day of that getting used to, so to speak, of, of how the locker rooms change. And how big of an impact is that? I don't know. Uh, I, has there been a team in league history that's lost a day of preparation due to hurricanes? I remember a few years ago there was a, a hurricane in Tampa. There was one in Miami that both teams have had issues with. But I don't remember them being oh, yeah, but kickoff Buff- weekend. Buffalo, Buffalo missed the whole week of prep because a snowstorm yeah. had to go play a game in But, but not more than the opener, though. That's my point. Oh, the opener. Opener. No. The opener. But uh, I think you were already retired, Jeff. Maybe you weren't. 98? You were, uh, that was my last year. So were you the, uh, Carolina? No, it was 99. Week two, we played Carolina, and there's a hurricane. Or something we had, or maybe it was week one. I can't yeah. remember, but there was in '99 there was a hurricane that affected the game prep because they used that Joe, was week you two. Probably, you probably remember because everyone came and stayed at the stadium. Might have been Floyd. Yeah, it was Floyd. Yeah, I don't know which it's week just, that it's was. It's just interesting that uh, was that. You remember Joe? Was that week one or week two? He it was '99 though. Yeah. I remember that. Wow. So and yeah, you're right. It affected the, the prep and how much we got in because I remember we didn't come in because I stayed out towards the beach and so. Well, no, obviously we'll hear from Doug Marone coming up, and, and he was the head coach of that team in Buffalo, Buffalo that, yeah. that missed that week of practice. But it's a rarity to your point, Jeff. Yeah. It's a rarity. It doesn't yeah, happen very different. often. But you're, with all these Florida teams, you'd think it would have happened more often. But Well, um, I, I think from a defensive standpoint, you show up and you can play ball. You can miss two days, and I think you'll be okay for well, the Well, the more part. veteran, we were talking about it uh, in the last hour with Leon here. I'll be honest with you. It wouldn't have affected me one 
Iota. Well, no, I mean, it wouldn't affect you, but I think offensively, it, it'll, it, it would affect an offensive side of the ball, I think, more so, especially this team. Yes. But an offensive side of the ball more so than a defensive side of the ball because offense is built on timing, repetition, and I guess and my point, else. though, Jeff, it's the, it depends on the makeup. So if I, I'll go back to the teams I put on. It wouldn't affect Leon Searcy. He'd been fine. Zach Weaver. No, but, but, I mean, think about years. Don't think about players. No, I'm saying this is the year. I'm, I'm going through the starters the year in 99. Leon, it's not going to affect Leon. It's not going to affect Kyle Brady. It's not going to affect Zach Weaver. It's not going to affect Ben Coleman. It's not going to affect – No, I wouldn't have affected anybody on offense that's, in 99. That's my point. So, it's, but, but, but Jeff's to, right. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. 96 would have been a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Bunch of new pieces. Leon's brand new. Mm-hmm. I'm only in my second year. You got Rich Tilski, who's an undrafted free agent type of guy starting. You know, you have a bunch of Keenan McCardo, first time showing up. Andre Risen just showed up off, you know, in camp. Did he really show up? Well, supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> so, 96, Jeff, you're exactly right. It would have been a big deal because we didn't have a bunch of reps together. A little different. Yeah. Plenty to get to. We'll come back. We'll get to some of the matchups in this game coming up Sunday. The Jags and the Kansas City Chiefs right around the corner. Head coach Doug Marone scheduled to join us. 5.30, 5.40, somewhere in there. The Jags have launched a new mobile app and secured digital ticketing. The all-new official Jaguars app features exclusive content, live game streaming, enhanced game day alerts, and much more. Look for secure digital ticketing this Sunday. That means screenshots of tickets are no longer allowed. Download or update the official Jags app on Apple and Android devices. This is the Doug Marone Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. here, long-time pool owner and big-time Jags fan. I'm also a big fan of Leslie's Pool Supplies. They're great. They always offer free water testing. I take them my pool water twice a month. I also got my new heat pump from them. They installed it, too. Works great. Love the Leslie Store team almost as much as my Jags. They're a close second. You should stop in. Wow, what a pool store. With five Jacksonville stores, there's always one nearby. Leslie's Pool Supplies, Service, and Repair. Go Jags! Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yingli Traditional Lager. The beer for drinkers who know how to tap into their inner eagle and spread their wings. So prepare yourself for takeoff and let your night take flight. When your lips meet that cold, crisp amber lager, there's no looking back. So fly over the radar. Tonight's about the lager, and this lager is all about soaring higher. Yingli Traditional Lager. Spread your wings. DJ Yingling in Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please drink responsibly. Any repeated physical activity puts stress on the body. Checking your phone, getting in the car, sitting at your desk. Checking the phone, getting in your car, sitting at your desk. Checking your phone for the 50th time today. If you do anything with regularity, you should get massaged with regularity. Massage Envy. Keep your body working. Regular body work makes the body work with massage, skin care, and stretch. Come in today for more information or visit MassageEnvy.com for more details. Welcome back to the HananiahAutos.com studio. The Doug Marone Show continues right now. 
You know, you look at someone that's thrown 50 plus touchdowns. There's only three quarterbacks that you know have really done that, and the other two are you know Peyton Manning and, and Tom Brady. So I think that you know it starts with the quarterback position, and you know um, their quarterbacks obviously the league MVP and the outstanding player. They've done a great job, and they got some great people around them. So. Um, it's going to be a great challenge for us, and we've, we've got to put a lot of work in. And, you know, it's, you know, a lot of guys. I mean, you stop one, you got another. I mean, they've, they've, got, they've got a lot of talent uh, on that side of the football. Head coach Doug Marone earlier today. The Doug Marone Show continues. We'll hear from the head coach in studio coming up about 5.30 or 5.40 or so. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. And Tony Vaselli sitting in tonight. Appreciate yes. It. You'll be with us each week in the back end of the show. You'll be on site for Thursday Night Football most weeks. Yeah, so. Uh, what do you got? What do you got the, uh, next week? Uh, next week is Charlotte and Tampa. Carolina and Tampa. Yeah, so in Charlotte. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm, sure. I'm, I'm in still, yeah. Uh, That'll be a good game. Yeah, and then uh, Green Bay, I think, the week after that. And then I have actually two weeks off because uh, where the games are. Um, they're way, way west. Or we played. We, uh, I'm not doing Thursday night. With, yep. When we do Thursday it, night football. Week three. Yep. Week after that, I think is Oakland, and I'm not going to. I don't want. Uh, we're not. That's a long way to go. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So most of the time, I'll be uh, joining at 5:30, and we'll talk uh, Thursday night game and some high level Jag stuff. And then, uh, if I'm not doing Thursday night, I'll be in here with you guys. Can't cool. wait. Yeah, it's always exciting. Uh, the the thoughts there from from Doug Barone on the Kansas City offense. Is there a more dynamic offense in the league? Is this as good as it gets? Well, if you look at the numbers, um, no. They were 35 points a game last year. The Rams were 33 points a game. They're close. Though. Very close. Um, the Saints are right there as well. They, I think the Saints were over 30 as well. Uh, you look at number of touchdowns, um, yards per play, they were number one in the league at, uh over 6.8, I think 6.84, something like that, Jeff. I mean, it was ridiculous. 6.8. Yep. And uh, so they're, they're by the numbers, they're the most dynamic. Uh, they're probably the fastest. We'll see what happens this year. Uh, they got so uh, many playmakers. They well, do. they do. And I, th- I think one of, the, one of the things that's been impressive with, uh, with them is that, I mean, you look at them, everybody thinks explosive and you know, great young quarterback. And those are all true. But, I mean, they run the football very well. I mean, as a team last year, almost five yards a carry. And uh, wow. that's pretty good now. Yeah. Well, I'll, that's pretty good. We so, take that around here. So I did the uh, AFC Championship game against the Patriots, and then I did the Super Bowl when the Patriots played the Rams. So last year the Rams were number two in offense, Chiefs number one. The Patriots absolutely shut down the Chiefs in the first half. The Chiefs had no answer. I don't think they scored. Um, and we saw what happened in the Super Bowl where they pretty much dominated the Rams for – Four quarters. Yeah, all the difference three points that uh, tied a Super Bowl record. The difference between the Chiefs and the Rams is the quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Because you go watch the second half of that Patriot game. Oh, he was good. He basically just said, "Boys, put the game on my back, and he I'm going to make plays." He was good running around, extending plays, making throws. I'm not taking anything away from the rest of the players. Tyree Kill, Kelsey, Andy Reid did a great job. They fought. They played very well. they got to have somebody to get to the ball But to the them. difference was Patrick Mahomes. He's good. Yeah. Where the Rams didn't have, you know, Jared Goff's a good quarterback, nice quarterback, but he's not going to just take over the game like Mahomes. He's, I saw he's the, the best young quarterback. What I saw in the second half of that AFC Championship game he's amazing. was unreal. He, he and I don't know how many guys amazing. can do what he did. It reminds you, it reminded me of Aaron Rodgers. Younger. Four years ago yeah. in his prime. 
It reminds you of a John Elway. I think the one, the, the one thing player. I think that makes that makes Mahomes so unique is some of the things that he does hasn't been seen before. I mean, he had the one pass that he threw left-handed, landed a game last year. Didn't well, he? Well, some that? of the stuff he, I, don't, I don't think they ever want to see. Well, the no look yeah, passes. Andy Reid doesn't want to see no look anymore. <laughs> but That's he does a lot of like against the grain throws when he he's throws running it across his body. Yeah. A lot. He can be on the run yeah. and throw. A fifty-yard vertical route, yes. but that's why he reminds me of John Elway and and Aaron Rodgers because those are the two guys, maybe a Brett Favre as well, that had such freakish arms, they could do things that you're not supposed to do because they could they could get away with it with their athletic ability. All four of those guys were super athletic, extended plays, and then had just howitzers of right arms. And Jeff's right, Mahomes might be. Now, he's only done it for a year, so let's not, you know, drink all the Kool-Aid right now. But if he continues. I'm drinking it. Well, I am too, well, but you, I'm saying. You've been he drinking it for years. Be, but Jeff, you would agree to be <laughs> in the category of a Rodgers and Elway and, and those type of players. He's got to do it more than just one sure. year. That's I all mean, I'm saying. He's one-year starter, but, I mean, one-year starter at 50 touchdowns. MVP. MVP. He's unreal. I'm telling you. That's crazy. It was the, the second half of that game in the AFC Championship game. I was like, oh, my. He's crazy, crazy good. I mean, to be able to go and to face the Patriots and to, I don't say out-duel Tom Brady because the Patriots won. Only because they won the coin flip. That's the only reason they won. In a way, kind of he did out-duel Tom Brady in a way. Well, it was, it was both of them were very Pretty good now. That day. Pretty good. <laughs> Different, though. Tom Brady just sits in the pocket and does it. Mm-hmm. Right. And they ran the ball. Sure. And Patrick Mahomes, they were down. And just said, if if you were, if you were let's say you had an, you had you, you just said okay we're scrapping the league we're gonna have a draft every team right now he'd be the first overall pick of the entire draft without question of the whole league he would be number one yep I agree with that we'll come back plenty more ahead on this Chiefs Jaguars matchup the game presented by TIAA Bank created to serve built to perform one o'clock kickoff time at TIAA Bank Field this Sunday this is the Doug Marone Show on Jaguars Radio. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, so we're here to see who's going to go for the win. First off, Molly took it to the next level with the chairs and the coolers. Here comes Emma, bringing it with those killer boots and that portable grill. Oh my, I think she's going for it. Um, Mom, I think the hot dogs are on fire. Hold on, honey. Ladies, where did you go to get ready for the game? Sunmart. Visit any one of our six locations in Jacksonville for all your tailgating needs as we proudly support the Jaguars this season. Steinmart, saving is a beautiful thing. Committed to the team, committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission, we're nonprofit. So we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. Drive it like it's game time. Drive it like it's the two-minute drill. 
Drive it like Duval. Jaguars fans, own any tailgate in a Ford F-Series truck. America's number one truck for 42 years straight. Experience the unsurpassed capability and impressive power of the Ford F-150 and Ranger. See your local Ford dealer and test drive F-Series, the official truck of the National Football League. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. Welcome back to the Hananiah Autos.com studio. The Doug Marone Show continues right now. Welcome back to the Doug Marone Show. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Tony in tonight. Doug Marone now scheduled to join us at 545 or so right here on, on his show. It's coming up. The Jags are on the practice field currently because of the change in schedule around Hurricane Dorian. And once they get off the practice field, Doug Marone will head straight in and join us, we are told. First chance to see this Jaguars offense, really. We saw four drives in the preseason, guys. Uh, two three and outs, a touchdown, and an interception. What will this offense look like, first of all? And second, what is your biggest concern, question mark, about this offense? Uh, well, I mean, I, if you had to pick one spot, one position, concern? one issue, yes. I know there's more got, than one. I've, JP, I'll, I'll be. Well, give me your biggest one. I'm going to say the same thing that Tony said. I mean, I think I think everybody has concerns about the offense, just because we haven't seen a lot of it. That we saw a little bit of piece of it against the Miami Dolphins, and you just don't know about a lot of parts. I mean, you got concerns about your left tackle coming back from an ACL, and and even if he wasn't coming back from an ACL, going back to last year pre-injury, you had concerns about him. Your right tackle is a rookie. There's always concerns about a rookie, but you still feel pretty good about him, but he is a rookie. You have concerns about a quarterback that you signed in the offseason for 22 million a year, and he's had two seasons under his belt where he's played 10 and 11 games. He's right. never played never played 16 games. Yep. Uh, you have concern about your starting running back who last year was able to play eight games and he only averaged 3.3 yards a carry, and he was quite honestly a distraction to the football team. Uh, defensively, you have not many concerns. You know what that group is. Frank, but you know what that group is. For the and, most and, part. And, and, and here's the thing: the concerns are on offense for this. Team. No, there's not. I mean, Tony the brings up ones. a valid point that you have a rookie linebacker who's going to be an every down linebacker. He's, and he's never, coming back from an injury, and he hasn't played a snap yet. So, I mean, are there concerns? Yes. It's almost in the same mode of of with Jawan Taylor. You you have concerns about it, but you feel good about it. But I think with Juwan Taylor, you saw him for 27 snaps, and you you liked what you saw. And all of camp, we didn't get to see Quincy Williams for most of the camp. That's correct. You know, so yeah. uh, so I mean, those are real. I mean, another concern: you just signed a new long snapper who was with Baltimore, and he's never been here. Yeah, it's down. I mean, that's, that's down the road. Down the road. Like Jeff, like there's like a thousand things that come to concern before I get to the long snapper. I'm glad it took I mean, you, you want me to go? I mean, honestly, you're glad you did the list before Joe the long D. Camilla, Joe D. Camillus <laughs> is disappointed, very disappointed in your minimiz- minimalization of special teams. I'm not minimizing it. I'm just elevating everything else that you just listed as major issues or concerns or questions. And let me let me say this. you want to say. Tony hit it dead on the spot, and I wasn't going to bring this up because they're backup running backs, but Tony said they, he wouldn't be surprised if they got one or two on the waiver claim. They got two. Yeah, they did. Tony drilled it. Yeah. I mean, and I, I don't want to say he was pure genius on that one because, I mean, there was a lot of people <laughs> I who just felt. Looked, I mean, just looked at the room. <laughs> it wasn't very good. It wasn't very hard. 
Like, don't give me too much credit. I looked at the room and saying, if I was the GM, I'm going to get two. Yeah. So At least. I mean, you, you look at the roster, and what you want to be at this time is really hopeful and excited because you saw some things and you you know what you're coming into. And, boy, you got this great defense. And, yeah, you got the quarterback and Nick Foles. And, and there's a part of that in me. There really is because I, I like the defense and I feel good about it. And I feel better about what they've done. They've upgraded the quarterback position from last year. That's good. That's a good thing. But, boy, then I go down the list and, and I say, who's going to score touchdowns? I like Didi. If Didi can grow what he did the second half of last year, great. I don't – it's not like I'm, like, really feel confident in Chark. I didn't see anything in the preseason that would make me say DJ Chark is ready to come and be your number two receiver. Last time we saw him, he left the game with a concussion. Marquise Lee's coming off a knee. Yes. We don't know. We haven't seen anything. Chris Conley, you know what? He was the fourth receiver on the team we're going to play. Mm-hmm. Is he an upgrade over Dante Moncrief? I think. But I don't know. I, I got to see this on that. I, I know he is. Okay, I'll, I'll go yeah. with that too. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Okay. Offensive line, there's a lot of questions. There Left are. tackle, right yeah. tackle, I like him. I mean, so you just – the biggest you know, question you know. I have is who's going to score touchdowns? That's all I want to know. Who's going to score touchdowns? Fournette's the only one that really has touchdown history on this team, right? That was a couple years ago. Uh, two years ago. Right. Yeah. That's been a while. Everybody tight else end? doesn't have a big tell number. Me, tell where the production is going to come with tight end position. I don't know. Uh, let's come back. So we we'll just really gave Seth everyone the a downer. Seth, <laughs> Seth the Vow. Oh, the Cleveland no, Brown. And, and here's the thing. We're not downing it. No, no, We're no, just no. saying that we there, don't know. there's unknowns. Yep. There's yep. unknowns. We haven't seen it. It's unknown. We'll start finding out Sunday just at to give a, Just to give a perspective, two years ago, Jeff and I were the most negative we possibly could be going into the Houston Texans game, and the Jaguars came out, dominated, almost went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about what we're saying right now. We'll wait and see. We'll hear four, more from you guys in just a moment. In fact, uh, Doug Marone at 545. It's the Doug Marone Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. Like working outdoors and want better pay and benefits? Superior Fence and Rail is seeking full-time fence installers who can provide first-class customer service. Recognized as a best place to work on the first coast, they'll train you to work with their professional team and provide you with all the tools you'll need to be a top-notch installer. Get off the fence. Call Superior Fence and Rail today and start your career. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com In Florida, bicyclists have these same rights and responsibilities as everyone else on the road. So when you ride, follow the rules. Always wear a helmet and use lights on your bike. And drivers, watch for cyclists. Give them space to ride. And don't forget when making that right on red, look to your right first to see if a cyclist is approaching in the bike lane. We all have a responsibility to keep ourselves and each other safe. Alert today, alive tomorrow. Because safety doesn't happen by accident. This message brought to you by the Florida Department of Transportation. Al here, longtime pool owner and big-time Jags fan. I'm also a big fan of Leslie's Pool Supplies. They're great. They always offer free water testing. I take them my pool water twice a month. I also got my new heat pump from them. They installed it, too. Works great. Love the Leslie Store team almost as much as my Jags. They're a close second. You should stop in. Wow, what a pool store. With five Jacksonville stores, there's always one nearby. Leslie's Pool Supplies, Service, and Repair. Go Jags. Hi, I'm Josh Lambeau. Do you like football? Lambeau drills it. You love your little furball? Interested in helping homeless pets? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you'll want to sign up for Pet Paradise's Points for Pets program. Each time a field goal is made at a Jacksonville Jaguars home game this season, 
you will receive $3 to use at any Pet Paradise location, and we'll also donate $3 to help North Florida homeless pets. Visit jaguars.com slash petparadise to sign up and let us give your furry friend an unforgettable visit. Welcome back to the HananiaAutos.com studio. The Doug Marone Show continues right now. Welcome back. The Doug Marone Show rolls along. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Tony Maselli. Call me coach. Call me coach Maselli, please. Well, well, it's the coach's show, so one of us has to be a coach. Well, he'll be here at 545. Well, he's not here yet, J.P. Well, it's not 545. Well, I'm the coach until he, he gets here. You come in for one show and you think yes, you're the coach? I'm the coach. Well, someone has to be Are a coach. Is the coach's show. That? I'm not shocked yeah. by that at all. <laughs> exactly. This is normal. Exactly. Well, you guys brought us all down last segment. I mean, no! I spent the whole last I, I, two minutes trying to figure out how we're going to win a football game. No, I, don't I play know. great defense. Great defense. Field position. Takeaway. So let me give you the positive. Home field advantage and heat advantage. I'll give you the positives for this team. I think the defense is to be better than it was last year. It was number four in the NFL scoring, giving up under 20 points a game in this league is very good now. Yes, it is. Um, I think they're going to be better. I think offensively they're going to be better than they were last year because they're better at the quarterback position. I think this, if you would have had a, a quarterback like Nick Foles, what I think he can do last year, I think you win two to four more games, which makes you a seven to nine win game team. Uh, I do. Go look at the end of the games. Look at the games they lost and how they lost them. And so with that, I don't know what's going to happen this weekend. I mean, I've, I'm picking the Jags because that's what I do. I'm not locking. <laughs> Is that a lock? It's not a lock, though. Okay. No locks. No, wait a minute. Didn't you lock it a couple weeks ago? No, I locked the Tennessee. We're going to sweep the Titans. That's, that's our right. Bet. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I, I still, I still. Someone asked me today, how many, what is it, how many games is this team going to win this year? Now, see, when you, when your, your failure <laughs> to lock the game shows your lack of confidence in this. Are you going to lock it? No, I okay. don't lock. I don't lock things like Are you, you gonna do. Are you going to pick it? Are but you when, pick but you, okay, if on, you hey, really believe hey, a team's going to win, you lock it. Hey, smarty pants, are you going to pick them to win? Yeah, I'm going to pick them to win. So you think they're going to win? Defense takeaways and heat. Yeah. Okay, I am too. Twenty-four, yeah. twenty-one. Um, but, but, I, but you see, the difference between me and you is that you lock it. No, I lock when, when I'm hundred percent sure, hundred percent. Yeah. Double lock if I'm a thousand percent. Those are rare. Those are rare. But that um, was the only when you're going to beat Tennessee twice in a season. That's yeah. a double lock. Um, rare. It's rare. Uh, I think this team wins nine or ten games this year. And I think to win the division, it's ten. I think the division's going to be ten games. I really think this team's a ten or nine, ten to nine win team, and they'll be fighting to go to the playoffs, fighting to win the divi- division in December. And how they play at the end will determine whether they go to the playoffs or not. Bugs? Look, I don't know. Well, your job um, is to say something. Well, I know. I understand <laughs> that very well. <laughs> but I, I think it's the division this year it's wide is, open. is so different. I but think, it's so wide open, past. Jeff. With no Andrew Luck, no it Andrew changes Luck. it. But the, the Texans have done some, I think they're worse without Clowney. Oh, I mean, I'm glad they got rid the, of Clowney. They're worse on the defensive side of the football, but they added a pretty good left tackle. Okay, but fine. Are you worried about this defense slowing down the Texans? I'm not. I don't care who the left tackle is. It's not like the rest of our offensive line is, like, stellar. Mm. We played fine. When they had Dwayne Brown, we still – everything was fine. It wasn't, yeah, they did good. It wasn't the offense that ever gave us problems. It's been the defense. And when they got rid of Clowney – I'd like he the was up. the most disruptive yes, guy. I like the matchup better far. for this team now. I like it better against the Colts. I like it better against the Texans, and I've locked the, them to sweep the Titans. I mean, I like our position. I'm if, getting. I might get to eleven games before the end of this oh, segment. What? I mean, <laughs> if we keep on going, if I keep if, on talking, I can get to eleven. If you had a choice, and you were you were the Texans general manager, uh, which they don't have one, 
But if you were and you had a choice to trade J.J. Watt or Clowney, who would you trade it? Mm. You had to trade one of them. Wow. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's a tough one. Wow. Only because what Watt means no. to the whole – Ignore that. Yeah. I'm talking about the no, football I know, player. No, I know. I'm talking about that. I mean, the last two years, I'd get rid of Watt before Clowney. The last two years. Before Watt's that – bad knee, right? Like, before that, I kept Watt. He Watt for three years. Was he not the most dominant unbelievable. player? He was unbelievable. Aaron, he was unbelievable. And he's be- back to being a really good player, but, but he's, he's not, not, not what he was. he was before. He was Aaron Donald before Aaron Donald. Yes. That's how dominant he was. Let's come back. Ashlyn Sullivan has a news update when we return. And 545, head coach Doug Marone joins us. And Coach Baselli leads. And Coach Baselli will be out of here. And his whistle. <laughs> yeah, where's your whistle, Coach? Uh, it's in the locker. It's the Doug Marone Show on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and Jaguars players you love. Shop the most trusted brands, exclusive designs by Fanatics, and autograph collectibles from today's biggest stars. Join Fanatics Rewards today and earn fan cash on every purchase. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. This is the Pepsi that your father drank. And your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were. This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway, he scores! This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. Okay, so we're here to see who's going to go for the win. First off, Molly took it to the next level with the chairs and the coolers. Here comes Emma, bringing it with those killer boots and that portable grill. Oh my, I think she's going for it. Um, Mom, I think the hot dogs are on fire. Hold on, honey. Ladies, where did you go to get ready for the game? Steinmart. Visit any one of our six locations in Jacksonville for all your tailgating needs as we proudly support the Jaguars this season. Steinmart. Saving is a beautiful thing. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch. An online or phone chat for those quick questions. And a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. of Jaguars football. Scobie got it, and the Jaguars have a 17-3 lead, and he has the Jaguars' all-time field goal record with number 176. Welcome back to the Doug Marone Show here with your Jaguars digital update. Despite Nick Foles being on the injury report with an abdominal issue today, Doug Marone says it is nothing to worry about, and we will, of course, see him on Sunday. Andy Reid today announced that running back LaShawn McCoy is to play on Sunday, adding that explosive offense we've been talking about all week. It's been a weird week around here. A busy Thursday, that's for sure. Uh, Jaguars offensive coordinator John DiFilippo says the hurricane is no excuse for their game plan on Sunday. You know, to be honest with you, we're all creatures of habit. Uh, coaches, players, uh, we like routine. That's how we function. We function in routine. Short yardage goes in on this day. Third down goes in on this day. Red zone on this day. 
you know, it's what it is, and there's nothing you can do. And and you know, we're just really looking forward to playing the Chiefs on Sunday. And there's you roll with the punches. That's all you can do. Stay tuned, Jaguars. All access seven o'clock. Rasheem Mathis is the guest tonight, along with the crew. Welcome back to the HananiahAutos.com studio. The Doug Marone Show continues right now. Welcome back. The Doug Marone Show continues. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Tony Vassell. Coach Vassell, please. Oh, sorry, Coach. Um, the real coach will be here shortly, 545, head coach Doug Marone. That was Ashwin Sullivan with the update there. Great update. Love the updates. Love the new twist of the updates. We've added that this year. I think it's an outstanding touch, whoever, whose ever idea that was. It brings a little more I to love the show, it. right? It's great. Yeah, it gives us a little, uh, a little more. Yeah, love it. something we haven't thought about, you know? My favorite part is when you're out and she hosts a much better show, too. That's great. Thanks, Tony. I cannot wait for you to go on the road on Thursday nights <laughs> and get out of here. Thank you. I can't wait. I'm being nice right now, too. Uh, here's a question. Jaguars defense. I'm not saying a word. Yeah, stay out of this, Logs. Yeah. Not, yeah, no, it's none of your business. It's a long-running feud. Um, which Jaguars defensive player has the most sacks on Sunday? Mm. How many do they get on Mahomes? They had four last year. I'm going to say they have three, and I think Clay says one and a half. Clay has the most. Yep. I mean, it's, it's just uh, you look at the numbers of the past. He's led this team in sacks, so you go with him. He's been And I think the tackles really are better good. than the guards. Okay, so it's interior. Yeah. It's interior stuff. Yeah. You would you, would say, you that? say that? Yeah, you could probably say that, especially, especially inside. You got yeah. a younger player at left guard, new center. Yeah. Hmm. So I think Calais, one and a half. Three sacks total. Maybe four, but Clay said it leads. You hope. You hope. You hope. Three sacks at least. I mean, it's uh, – And here's one thing Jeff, I will say. say. I, I hope that Marcel Darius is healthy. Yeah, me too. I to worry go. about that. Right? I know. I, I brought this up last week, and you all laughed at me when I'm like, Marcel, oh, I'll be fine. Well, he's still on the list. No, you hope, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's still on the list. But you, you hope that he's okay and uh, because uh, – I'll let you say it, Tony. Well, I mean, Taven Bryant's your starter if he's not. Which it's bottom line, he starts. The three he starts if, if 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 Marcel's available. Out, Taven starts. Taven's your starting three, and, and you don't have you don't have the depth. The depth there. I, that's why I kind of thought that they were going to keep you know, Dayton Jones. I, I thought that he would have a chance of sticking, mm-hmm. and obviously he didn't. And um, so well, I think they're going to work smooth more at three technique too, or they want to. He's not a three. I under, I agree with you. I'm just saying what they're going to try to do. Um, but more important than sacks, guys, and Jeff, I like your perspective on this. You played that side of the ball. I know as an offensive lineman, sacks are the one stat you don't you hate because it's a ref, at least even if it's not your fault, the reflection or perception is it's up on the guys up front. But I think more important in this game is hits. Like you want to get sacks because they're negative plays and right. those are important. But just bother. But him. you got to hit them. Yeah. Like if they get, I'd rather have two sacks in fifteen hits than. Three hits and four sacks. And I don't care if, if it's a hit or if it's a pressure. Yeah, same thing. You know e- what I mean? Just either one. In his I mean, face. Like making him move his feet it. and affecting him affect and making him game. uncomfortable and knocking him around a little bit. That's more important than sacks. The, the one thing I, I will say about Patrick Mahomes is that, you know, historically hits, pressures haven't really affected him. No. You know, <laughs> no he just hangs in there. <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to, to be negative, he's but like I mean, Gumby too. It's like body, like he, he just bounces he off really the does. ground. He really does. Uh, there was there was a play 
that I was watching today, and he literally has got a, a defender coming in, and, and he gets hammered as soon as he releases the ball, but he didn't flinch. He doesn't flinch, and that's what makes you know a, a, what makes him an MVP. Yeah. Yeah. You know, great so uh, that's the biggest challenge of this defense is him. But you got, fifteen, you, you want to affect him, not so much make him making him flinch, but you want to look make him throw the ball. Away sooner from your than he arm wanted to, or sooner than he wants to, any any way, shape, or form that you're taking him out of rhythm, out of rhythm, yep. it helps. I agree, it helps because they're so that's always more he's important. Got time, everyone talks about sacks, 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 sacks. They're uh, nice. We, uh, we want them. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I want to move him. I want to make him uncomfortable. And, and, and offensively, really good you know, we talk. No, about, when I say move him, I want to like uh, where he's out can, off time, not. Not where he's dictating. Not where he's moving. Yeah. Like he, running. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. I think if, if Jaguars, if you're running the ball, if you're running the ball effectively, gives you the ability to have some play action. I think the vertical aspect of the Jaguars offense, which we haven't seen a lot of it in the preseason because we didn't see a lot of the starters, but I think they have that aspect in their offense, and you, there are legitimate deep threat guys on the Jaguars roster. I think DJ Chark can run deep. CJ Board can run deep if he's active. Keelan Cole active, has a deep ability. Chris Conley has the ability yep. to to go deep. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the Kansas City Chiefs secondary is all world. How that's, many? That's the reality. That's true. How many yards? They have a uh, rookie at safety from Virginia. The second rounder is probably going to start. And Tyron Matthew. They've is, got Sorensen ahead of them, ahead of the rookie he, on the depth chart. In week three, no, I agree. It was Sorensen and the rookie because Matthew was out. So I think. Sorensen's probably going to be ahead of them, but they're going to play some young guys in my bottom line. Let me ask you guys a quick, quick question before we go to break. How many yards does Leonard Fournette have or need to have? Combined to win, or on the ground? On the ground Ooh. to win the game. Ooh. On the ground? 80. Yeah, I was going to say like 80, 85, somewhere in that window. That means they're running the ball some. Means they're I mean, probably balanced. It's got to. It's got to be. It's got to be 80, but it's got to be effective. It's got to be so four I, and a half, I'm, five yards. I'm going to say it differently. I'm going to say I don't care about the yards as much. I think north of 80 is important, 90 in that area. Over 100 obviously be great. But it ha- his yards per carry has to be over 4.3. That's more I important said four to me. I and a half. Yeah. Same ballpark. Yeah. Same part. Same thing. Close enough. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, head coach Doug Marone right around the corner. Coach Baselli leaving. Coach Baselli might be out of here when we come back. <laughs> we don't know. Until, <laughs> we don't know. Until the head coach shows until, up. Until the real coach shows up. Whoa, back. whoa, whoa. Real coach? That's not that fair. Right. That's not nice. You're not I, a real coach anymore. I, I was. You're once not a now. Coach, once a coach, always a coach. You still call him Coach Coughlin, don't you? Dude, Brunel fired you long ago. <laughs> I resigned. No. I resigned. You got fired. <laughs> you still call him Coach Coughlin? Absolutely. Okay. Coach He's Bissard also won two Super Bowls. Mark told me. I took, he said he I could helped. not stand you anymore. He had to get rid of it's you. It's the Doug Marone Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Are you suffering from shoulder pain? If you have clicking and popping in the shoulder joint, persistent pain that intensifies with use, an inability to lift your arm over your head, or a tingling, burning sensation in the shoulder, elbow, or wrist, Waiting to see a doctor could make your injury worse. 
Baptist Health and Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute have innovative and effective treatment options available right now to relieve your pain and restore your mobility. Don't wait. Call 904-JOI-2000. In Florida, bicyclists have the same rights and responsibilities as everyone else on the road. So when you ride, follow the rules. Always wear a helmet and use lights on your bike. And drivers, watch for cyclists. Give them space to ride. And don't forget when making that right on red, look to your right first to see if a cyclist is approaching in the bike lane. We all have a responsibility to keep ourselves and each other safe. Alert today, alive tomorrow. Because safety doesn't happen by accident. This message brought to you by the Florida Department of Transportation. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. Now you can get a great-looking lawn in less time every time with an X-Mark. The mowers landscape professionals trust two-to-one over the next best-selling brand of zero-turn mowers. X-Mark mowers are known for their legendary innovation, durability, reliability, and comfort. Go pro with the X-Mark Laser Z. Check them out today at xmark.com. That's E-X-M-A-R-K.com. Jags fans, stop by the X-Mark tent in the fan zone before the game this Sunday and register for your chance to win a comfort seat upgrade for two Terrace Suite seats. X-Mark, ready to work for you. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is here to help you keep your money working hard week in and week out. Open a yield pledge checking or money market account today and start scoring some of the most competitive rates in the country. To see how we can fit into your financial game plan, visit a financial center near you or find us online at TIAABank.com slash Jags. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the HananiaAutos.com studio. The Doug Marone Show continues right now. Welcome back to the Doug Marone Show continues. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Coach Baselli's out of here. Coach Marone is nearby. He'll be the in shortly. Is over. I, I can hear the uh, you can hear him in the, the hallway. team in the hallway, which is behind us. We we uh, we have like a nice, beautiful, soundproof studio, but. Uh, <laughs> You can hear him in the hallway, this. so he should be in here at any time. And it's you know very very odd, yes. kind of a schedule. But Isn't uh, it? yes, you know I, I think it's pretty cool that obviously the personal safety of the, of everybody as individuals is first and foremost in their mind, which is incredibly important. And now we we have the coach here. He is head coach Doug Marone joining us right off the practice field. Coach, what's up? Thanks for hey, coming in so quick, man. No problem. Right off the field. Yeah, this is uh, how did it go today? After all the, the stuff the last good, couple of days. Good day. Yeah. A lot. I mean, we had a lot of work in um, kind of re, you know, rehashing again what we're doing normal down distance. What a Wednesday is. You know, we were fortunate that we did get a lot of work in on Monday. You know, but we wanted to come back and, and go over some of that stuff. So it was a long day today, but it was one that was needed. So we went ahead and went through Wednesday again just to make sure that we had the base plan down and then obviously, you know, moved on to third down situations, um, you know, more, more situations in the game plan. Can, can a change of the schedule sometimes be good just to kind of keep things fresh and new and exciting for a team? I think each, each, you know, each player is a little bit different. You know, there's some coaches that will tell you that, hey, they believe in, you know, the, the, you know getting the, the players on track and, and being on a schedule. 
Um, you know, I do think it's important, you know, important from a time standpoint, but mixing up what you do, I think kind of keeps things a little bit, you know, um, puts people a little bit of adversity, you know, so I, I, I'm big on, you know, hey, we'll keep the same type of schedule, not get, you know, crazy with shifting the schedule around, but we'll, we'll move some things within the schedule and change it up for them. Well, you've been through this before as a head coach, obviously a couple of years ago when the team was in Houston during the hurricane here, and then obviously in Buffalo with the snowstorm Buffalo, and everything that New happened. New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Katrina, too. We, you were, well, at post-Katrina, we yeah. wound up evacuating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, you know, it's not your first time going through something no. like that. No. What, like yesterday when there was nobody in the building, would were, were still have communication with your coaches? Uh, how, how did you guys handle that from a coaching yeah, standpoint? Everything's done. The one thing that I've learned over the years is is when, you know, you have some warning about it, you know, that, hey, this potentially could happen. It gives you time to prepare. And, you know, we were able to, um, you know, shoot videos of installation. We were able to, you know, get cut ups, get tapes made. Um, you know, teamwork is a great thing. It's been in college for a long time. Most of the teams have them now where, you know, we're all on the same type of private network, you know, that we can all get to each other and communicate with each other, making sure everyone's safe and sending things out. And, you know, the players have the iPad. So, you know, in this day and age, it's it's a little bit different than, than maybe, you know, when, when, when I played or Jeff played or, you know, back in the day where it was tough, you know, to, to really get that information because there were, you know, beta cams and things of that nature. You had to come in the building to do it. But, you know, there's a, there's a lot, and the, and the guys seem to be, um, you know, they, hey, they came in today, and they, they were sharp, and they were ready to go. You guys have a tremendous challenge in, in the Kansas City Chiefs in an offense that has so many different weapons and speed and uh, an, an exciting young quarterback. Uh, when you game plan a team like that, there's so many different ways that you can kind of formulate a game plan. There's some people who talk about, okay, you take your best guy, put it on their best guy. There's another way people say, take two guys and put it on their best guy, and then take your best guy and put it on their second best guy. Uh, do you? And then there's the other philosophy is you just mix it up. As from a defensive standpoint, is that the best course of action sometimes? Is just to mix it up? I think you know when you when you get a little bit further into the season. Um, and everyone's kind of DNA is out there a little bit. I think, you know, from the standpoint of, you know, what you feel is best for your, your situation and then what you feel best schematically against the opponent, I think you have a good feel for it. I think, you know, an opening day where, you know, in the preseason you really haven't seen a lot, um, you know that, you know, there are going to be some changes from a year before. You know, there's some personnel changes and things of that nature. There's, you know, things that, you know, they want to maybe build on, and, and you don't know. You really don't. So, um, the main thing you want to be able to do, I've always felt, you know, like opening day or, you know, when the playoffs begin is you want to, you want to be able for your players to play fast. You don't, you don't want them to do a lot of thinking. So, um, and you know, it's a fine line of having enough stuff in that, you know, you feel good about, you know, dialing some things up and, you know, making sure that, um, there's not too much in where, you know, there, there's a little bit of hesitation because I think, you know, Jeff hit it before this team is probably, uh, the fastest team, you know, in the league offensively. And all it takes is just one slight pause, one, you know, poor angle, one, you know, something. And, and, and the speed of this of the team that we're playing, you know, they, they, can, they can take it to the house quickly. And then you have the quarterback that can, on you know, get out of the pocket and do things out in the open and off-schedule type of plays and then throw the ball 50 yards down the field, too, to a guy who's still running down the field. That changes a lot. It starts with 15. With, with that ability to do that, with the speed around him, 
that's really a troublemaker. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you talk about a guy that had 50-plus touchdown passes and he's in the same sentence with, you know, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, I think that that says a lot about, you know, the type of player that, um, you know, Patrick is. And, you know, you look at, you know, the things that he can do. I mean, he can can sit in the pocket and make every throw, and he can do it on, on time. He can go ahead and extend plays out of the pocket and throw it behind the defense. But the other thing that, you know, he he can run too. I mean, that's the other thing that, that comes into play. So it's not, um, you know, his eyes are downfield, but, you know, go ahead and get back and cover. You know, you're going to give up some big chunks and keep the chains moving for them. So, you know, you've got to, you've got to do a good job in, in trying to, you know, disrupt that, that quarterback. Let's come back. One more segment with head coach Doug Marone, the Doug Marone Show on Jaguars Radio. Drive it like it's game time. Drive it like it's the two-minute drill. Drive it like Duval. Jaguars fans, own any tailgate in a Ford F-Series truck, America's number one truck for 42 years straight. Experience the unsurpassed capability and impressive power of the Ford F-150 and Ranger. See your local Ford dealer and test drive F-Series, the official truck of the National Football League. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. Are you suffering from shoulder pain? If you have clicking and popping in the shoulder joint, persistent pain that intensifies with use, an inability to lift your arm over your head, or a tingling, burning sensation in the shoulder, elbow, or wrist, waiting to see a doctor could make your injury worse. Baptist Health and Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute have innovative and effective treatment options available right now to relieve your pain and restore your mobility. Don't wait. Call 904-JOI-2000. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were... This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway... He scores! This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. Okay, so we're here to see who's going to go for the win. First off, Molly took it to the next level with the chairs and the coolers. Here comes Emma, bringing it with those killer boots and that portable grill. Oh my, I think she's going for it. Um, Mom, I think the hot dogs are on fire. Hold on, honey. Ladies, where did you go to get ready for the game? Steinmart. Visit any one of our six locations in Jacksonville for all your tailgating needs as we proudly support the Jaguars this season. Steinmart. Saving is a beautiful thing. Committed to the team, committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, insuring those who serve. 
back to the HananiahAutos.com studio. The Doug Marone Show continues right now. Welcome back. Final few moments with head coach Doug Marone, the Doug Marone Show. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, and the head coach. Uh, it's opening week. As a coaching staff, as a head coach, do you just get fired up for opening week? Is it just a, an almost, hey, it's finally here, we can actually get some real ball? Are you fired up to watch the game tonight? What are your emotions, I guess, on opening week? Oh, I think you're fired up for your team. You know, you're fired up to get out there and take the field and, and go play and see where you are. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's how I always, you know, felt about it. And I think, you know, the special moments, and, and I learned this my first year in the league as a coach, uh, Herman Edwards was a coach who played a long time, and he would always say, say, you know, the special, you know, times of, of the league are, you know, opening day and playoffs. And, you know, I think you see it in, in the players. I mean, opening day, I mean, people are flying around and going. And, you know, he always said that the, that's, the, that's the fastest the game will be played is opening day and then the playoffs. And as the playoffs, as you go along, it gets faster and faster and faster. In the beginning, I used to think, I think he's full of crap. But, you know, what I learned was, you know, he, he's actually right. I always think of opening weekend or kickoff weekend. I, for some reason, I, I get taken back to the NFL films clip, and you'll remember this. It's Bill Parcells on the sideline. He's got his headset on, and he's got that thing belt thing around him for all the communication. And he's and he's hollering at one of his players. This is why you lift all them daggum weights in the off season. You do this and that for this day here. And that's what I always think of when I think of kickoff weekend. Was Bill Parcells barking that out to his players on opening day? Yeah, I think you know from a player standpoint, you know you go through the off season and you go through all whatever. Whatever happens, I mean, you know, contracts, moves, people move, you know, the team shifting, you know, the draft, people coming in, you know, and then you have, you start with 90, you know, and everyone's going through the same thing and you're going through OTAs and you're going through mini camps and, you know, just like you said, Jeff, you're lifting, you're running, you're on your own, you're doing it, or, you know, you're at home and you're, you're working and nutrition, but, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, you take a step back, you know, why do you do all this stuff? And next thing you know, you're out on that field for that first that first play, and you look around, and there's a crowd, and now you got to go play. 16 opportunities. Yeah, it starts this Sunday here at home, TIAA Bank Field. And first chance for us outside to see this offense really in action. You had four drives with the starters in the preseason, a lot of new faces on offense. What, in general, can we expect from this offensive group, and how excited are you to see this new group in action? Well, I'm excited to see them go out there. Obviously, you know, we have a, a high expectation for the group. Um, you know, the group's got a little chip on its shoulder, you know, from, you know, the stuff that's been out, uh, you know, about, you know, do we have playmakers? Are we good enough here? Are we good enough there? I mean, you know, so they've heard it. So they, they feel like they have a lot to prove. They've been, you know, focused. They're ready to go. And and um, I know they're excited. So, you know, they understand that you got to be able to perform on Sunday, and that's when it counts. The one, th- well, the one thing I always remember about uh, kickoff weekend, too, is that you had, you had almost had exercise, a little bit of deep breathing technique sometimes before the game because you don't want to be overexcited because sometimes that can happen, especially for you know, young players or a young team. Yeah, I, I think, you know, like everyone, you know, handles it, you know, differently. And, you know, some guys it might be one or two plays or, you know, maybe the first series, but – um, you know, usually it's as soon as that ball snapped and that first, that first, those pads, you know, you know, you, people run into each other. After that, it's pretty much everyone's just playing and everything else is kind of out. National anthem always got me, Doug. Na- national anthem. There it is. Fly over. Fly over. National anthem. We need to get logs of paper bags so you can breathe properly. Yeah, exactly. That's the worst moment for me. The worst is sitting in the locker room waiting and then 
out on the field waiting, and then you know let, let's just kick off and go. I'd rather just go on the field, you know, anthem, Wait. kick, let's go, play. So you don't like four o'clock kicks then? No, prime no. time. No. No. I mean, I like prime time. But well, prime time special now. Under the it lights, is special. Yeah, that, that's the way I grew. You grew up playing I just don't ball. like the day. I just day. don't like the wait. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, the wait won't be long this Sunday, one o'clock kickoff time. The Jags and the Chiefs at TIA Bankfield. Coach, good to see you. Good luck to you this yeah. week. Thank you. Head coach Doug Marone with us. Jeff Logman with us as always. The Jags and the Chiefs coming up. Tickets available. Jaguars.com. We'll see you next time. It's the Doug Marone Show on the Jaguars Radio Network.